Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. You're smoking reefers? Yeah, of course we are. Can't you smell it? No, Sam. I can't. Come on, Dewey. Join the party. No, Dewey. You don't want this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. I get addicted to it or something? It's not habit-forming. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. It's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. Hmm. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. (laughs) Okay, but just this once. Come on in. Hey guys, this is Stan Lee, creator of superheroes like the X-Men and Spidey. And right now, of course, you're listening to a couple of super zeros like Nick and Steve, but I love them anyway. (laughs) Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Due to the adult subject matter of the following program, some listeners may find the content offensive, outrageous, or unsuitable. You know like religious freaks, uptight losers, or little wussy mama's boys. Please listen responsibly. You're listening to The Vocal Minority with Nick Reynolds and Steve Harness. (laughs) Mm. Hot. How much time? You're on. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. That is good. You're on. How are you? You look awfully nice today. Maybe don't wear a bra next time. How much time till we're on? What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Are you ready? And we are ready for another insightful edition of the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Welcome uh, to recording date of January 23, 2023. The vocal minority, Steve Olabruski. Ah. Time for number 22, if I'm keeping track correctly. You are? Yes. Once in your life? Mm. We kind of skipped over our 21st last time, but uh, yeah, here we are, 22 already, so on we go. Indeed we are. I was thinking about in the shower today that uh, oh. Bruski is, uh, <laughs> you know, Bruski's Olabruski when we come on to the program, and sometimes okay. the best part of pie is the ala mode so brisky be your best today i don't even know what ala means are we speaking the correct language there yes i mean ala mode means what with like coffee or ice cream no, or something? means pie with ice cream with ice cream so nick and steve with brisky okay we're with right. brisky all right i'm just fact checking our language that's yeah, all. always i wouldn't expect anything less from you you've become to be a uh, a big hater of me in the years oh, come on first of all i waited 22 episodes to point out the ala thing and i've just been wondering about well, it if it was correct or so not. so ala is a french term that means in the manner of mm-hmm. so it's kind and of it, yeah, and it's, it's, it's often used in the U.S. to describe a dessert topped with ice cream such as pie a la mode. So it's really only in the U.S. where we do the, we call it a la mode. All right, well, fuck the French, so that's fine. All right, we don't have so, any listeners in France as of now. So well, yeah. Fuck them. So you're I'm admitting sure. you were wrong is what you're doing there. Okay, we see. Who, me? Uh, 
You've been trying to get me to admit that a lot. Recently. I have because I, you're, <laughs> no. you're, you're such a bastard about it. Because you know we did an episode like three episodes ago, and you uh, claim, made made a stake, claimed your stake on the fact that uh, you know I've only been wrong twice in my life, and I just want to point out that that's not exactly true. Twice on the show, I've been wrong, <laughs> I, and that's still not. You're still not exactly right on that. But you've been. Let me say this: you've yeah. been willing to admit you were wrong twice on this show. Sure, I suppose so. There we go. I think anyway. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes, There's a difference between yourself. right and wrong, and just maybe a little off. Sometimes <laughs> I'm a little off, but I'm never just wrong. I mean, it's rare. And the two times on the show, I told you my firstborn bust to be on a local radio program. Mm-hmm. That I wrong on the <laughs> and that was neither of you. That was my kid. So right. yeah. what was that? What was the second thing I was wrong about? Not the cat declawing, because I still stand by that. Well, you can stand by it all you want. It doesn't make it right. Yeah. I mean, that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, you can stand by oh, it, right. but it doesn't mean you're right. Well, but I'm not wrong. So Sure you are. Well, no, I'm not. I mean, it's a that's thing. all over this country. If we had ten veterinarians call in right now, and we said, "Is is cat declawing in uh, inhumane? Is it is it bad?" They would say, "Yes, it is." I bet there's some vets down south that still do it. So. I bet there's a few. You're right. But if I pulled ten just at random, I'm wait, sure wait, that wait, at least wait, nine of them would say you're wrong. Why Why do those vets have to be down south? I'm yeah. just looking for they, friendly vets that would agree with they, me. They have, <laughs> in the is, is that where people with nice furniture live? Yeah, no, they're a little backwards. <laughs> and uh, this my my cat declawing knowledge comes from like the 1980s, so I just assume I have to call the South just to get an 80s answer. That's <laughs> just my 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 feel for the Southern U.S. So. We're making friends and influencing people all over this country. Didn't you say we have a few new listeners? They're not from down south, are they? A few um, new podcast listeners? Depends what your definition of down south is. Because um, the in first continent. Well, uh, well, the first one on the list is Atlanta, Georgia. That's, ah. that's kind of the South, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, that might be. I, I have family in, in the Atlanta area. And, I don't think it is your family, and I'll tell you why. But uh, Okay, good, because if they, if they heard any of this, wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> disowned. Oh, we're sorry. We don't want you to miss out on the Brewski family fortune or anything. But uh, No, 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 not the, nothing like that. Nothing okay. like that. They would just be really... Deeply religious, conservative. What are we saying? They are, yes. Mm, okay, and they'd be well, disappointed in all of Brewski, but they'd well, be happy that you told me to go fuck myself a few weeks ago over religion. Oh no, but they're, 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 they're not Catholics though. They're they're uh, Baptists, and so. Well, you were still defending Jesus, and that's all that matters, really. Right? <laughs> not really. I was funny. I, it was, that was more about my family and what I perceived of an insult towards things I. Exactly. Anyway, even better. Family, religion, it covers it all. So, Brewski's okay. Southern family, he's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but here's why I don't think it's uh, anyone we know. I don't know what happened this past week, but uh, for a few days on Facebook, our page started blowing up. Like, it started with one video in particular. The I think it was the "Don't Call Me Bruh." Uh, video, but then a whole bunch of other ones started getting traction. And as I shared with Nick, and this is just a statement of fact, it's not my racial biases or anything else, but <laughs> I am telling you, eight out of ten of the comments or likes we were getting were African American women. I have no idea why, but it was a bunch of black women that started liking a bunch of our videos. And then that same day, we got a dot on the map in Atlanta, Georgia. Let me ah. tell you, this is the uh, you're wrong. Uh, on this, and I'm not. I'm not going back to where we Absolutely. were just fighting. Now you're I'm just saying, looking for. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just, saying that, I'm just. I'm only saying this because it's interesting. The yeah. video that created the uh, phenomenon that we were going through. It's a phenomenon. Was uh, all I'm looking for is a nice slut. 
It was an old yes. video, and there yes. was an African American woman who commented on the video, like, "I she feel did. you, I got you, I like this." And then we did. We just started getting. I don't know talking. if they were friends or if it just started popping up in that area. Or Nick, not all black people know each other. Okay, come on. <laughs> You're such a bastard, dude. You're wrong about that, Nick. You're wrong. So, so what? Wait, what was I wrong about? So the day that a bunch of African Americans start liking us, it's a coincidence in Atlanta, Georgia. No, oh, the video. Dude, it was funny that the video. No, I said it started was, with the bra, and then a whole bunch of others trickled in. That was my point. The uh, video that was she was so pro on though that I saw was the uh, I'm looking for a nice slut. I found that yes. surprising, and she loved it. She did, and I have I have multiple comments. We'll read at some point here, but since you brought her up, her name was the answer. She's a beautiful black woman. Uh, she says it is not too much to ask for. Lol, as in. <laughs> Asking for a nice slut is not too much to ask for. So uh, that's a fact, right? So we appreciate your support. The answer, maybe from Atlanta, maybe not. But so anyway, so Atlanta, Georgia, on the map. So yeah, that's where we get our peaches. Peaches? Oh, I think it's pizzas. I was like, do they make good pizza down there? No, eh, peaches. No. Good body. According to the Justin Timberlake, is that where you said that? Justin was? Bieber. Or, I mean, Justin Bieber. You're sorry, wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. It's Justin Bieber. <laughs> right? Oh, you see? Okay, make a note. There you go. Uh, he does get his weed in California, though, and I, I concur with that. We got yes, here, so. we are in support. Uh, all right, so uh, back in Brewski's neighborhood-ish, at least, uh, New Haven, Connecticut came on the map. Okay. Nice. That's very nice. Um, Hamilton, Canada. Ontario, technically, but Ca- Hamilton, Canada came on the map. Home of the Tiger Cats. <laughs> what are oh, the wow. Tiger Cats? What do they play, Brewski? Uh, that's a um, CFL team. TFL. CFL, Canadian Football League. Oh, they have football out there, huh? That's nice. They sure do. For some reason, my son is now obsessed with Canada. Like, he wants to go vacation in Canada. I told him, just go to Minnesota or something. What do you want to go to Canada? Oh, no. Canada is wonderful. (laughs) It depends on what, like, if you're super outdoorsy, you wouldn't like this, Steve. You should go to Banff. Listen, he told me this. He's like, they have beautiful mountains and outdoor. I'm like, where do you think we live, kid? We live in the mountains. Why do you want to go? I know, to but, it's, it's, but it's but it's it's different to see another part of the country. Oh, you know, or and you know, um, my <laughs> family true. happens to be from Prince Edward Island, which is I know there's um, some beautiful spots of Canada, Vancouver in particular, but come on, eh, that's Vancouver's on the top of his eh. hit list. I mean, Banff is uh, uh, should be noted as maybe the uh, eighth wonder of the world. I mean, it's extremely gorgeous, dude. It's almost it's, uh, uh, heavenly. It's a huge national park. I know that there's beautiful nature and skiing up there, but again, I live in beautiful nature and skiing, so I just I don't know. But so, anyways, take, you really want to take him the Yellowstone. Yeah, you know it's funny. Is my uh, my firstborn went to Yellowstone a few years ago and showed me all the pictures. I was like, yeah, it looks like where we live. Like, okay, that's cool, but. I, we already live in the mountains. So. Well, you know, another good spot where Sister Bruski and I stopped on our drive from Boston to Seattle was Badlands National Park. Beautiful, dude. Love Badlands. Badlands uh, you'll sit there and you see all these red rocks. And a, a, to me, it's, I was blown away like this is in the country where I live. I mean, it's, it just blows you away. It does, dude. I mean, when you uh, I've been blessed to be able to travel a little bit and Yellowstone, dude, I mean, I know that you're going to say, oh, yeah, I got mountains, everything right here. But the wildlife that you get to see in Yellowstone is, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll change your life if you let it. It'll the, change the your life. The bison alone. The, the yes. bison alone. Although some, 
sometimes they get a little rowdy and they, they want to lay down in the middle of the road. And we know this about bisons, don't we? Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, but but seriously, and then but then you always hear about those idiots that think that they, they can just walk up to a wild bison and just say, "Hey, I got a little cracker for you." And next thing you know, it they get their ass gored. Oh yeah, yeah I've seen that video was, of it. Dude. Well, I was a. Uh, episode of Yellowstone, right? Where the uh, Asian tourist stopped to look at all the, the buffalo or whatever it was. Bison, yeah. Yeah, and Costner came out like, you fucking idiots, you're all going to get them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyways, uh, this next town, I've never heard of it. It's in Virginia. Brewski, maybe you have. I've right. also nominated this town as the most likely to be the title of the next porn I watch. Uh, it's called Tappa Hancock. Tappa Hancock, Virginia. Anybody? Never. No, it's one of those towns. I had to like zoom way in to even find the name of the town on the map. But someone in Tappa Hancock, Virginia is listening to us. Are so, we sure uh, that's how you pronounce it? I mean, is it is it spelled how you would say it? Yeah. It's spelled T-A-P-P-A-H-N-C-O-C-K. Tappa Hancock. I yeah. see it right there. Maybe it's Indian name, dude. A Native American. I would assume name. so. Yeah. But I don't want to assume. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm still waiting for the good folks of Mayanus, Connecticut to listen to us. Oh, well, we should do a little video. Let's do a little shout out to Mayanus, Connecticut. <laughs> yes. It's, and it's M I A N I S. And it's called, and the town is called Mayanus. And I'm not mispronouncing it. That's the way you pronounce it. See, now I would have thought Mayanus would be down south. But <laughs> exactly. So. All right. Uh, let's see here. I do have another dot on the map in Minden, Nevada, which I don't know who that could be. That's in my neighborhood around here. So okay. one would assume it's someone I know, but I know where all of my exes are in the valley on the map, and it's not them. <laughs> so who knows? Could be new people, couldn't it? It could be. It could be someone I'm actually still friends with or, uh, you know, I mean, hey, someone new could have found us. So what do we know? Wait a minute. All your exes don't live in Texas? Uh, no, not yet. I'm trying to get them all to move out of the area. So oh, okay. <laughs> I hear good things about Texas. But... <laughs> so get on a fucking horse and save this cowboy. Uh, and then the last one, I've been waiting for this city to pop on the map. We already had New York city market. Number two just came on the map. Everybody. Okay. Well, well, really Los Angeles, California. Nice. Somebody LA is listening to us. So. Los Angeles, California. You're on the air. Mr. Anderson. Number one in Los Angeles, by which I mean we have one person listening in Los Angeles. So well, uh, there be, you that, go. It might, that's what's new that, on might the, be, that might be the only person we need to listen in Los Angeles. That's right. It might be a talent scout, Brisky. You only need one. There's a famous story about Van Halen that they got. I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard it a million times in the musician's world where they played some gig where there was no one in the crowd except one guy. And they were just like, fuck it, man. We're going to rock out for this one guy. And he was a talent scout that led to the first record deal. So nice. You never know. You never know. You never know who's listening. So there you go. Still like Tappa Hancock. So thanks. For that. <laughs> if we can get Tappa Hancock and my anus together, that'd be a party. So let's see. <laughs> Your anus together? You want to town my Hancock? Anus. Huh? They should be sister cities. Tappa Hancock and my anus. Oh, oh, I see. I see. The city, not, and not your actual anus. Come on. Grow up, Nick. Grow up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of growing up, my mother has uh, notes for all of us. I was talking to her today. Oh, oh I'm interested in this, dude. Uh, uh, first of all, she says we swear too much still. Like, why is every other word the F word, Stephen? I can't blame her for that, dude. I know that if my mother were listening, uh, she would say the same thing. 
And uh, I told her, like, what you can't say this because now I'm going to go on the show and say my fucking mom wants me to stop fucking swearing. <laughs> You're just tempting me. You're baiting me into this. So, mm-hmm. so that one's on her. Uh, and Brewski, she'd really like you to make your bed. So his come bed's on, bed's made, dude. Can that you tell Brewski to make his bed? I mean, uh, Brewski. <laughs> I don't know that's how you can make That's as good as it gets, my man. That's as good as it gets. Is she looking for hospital corners? Or? I don't know. She's going to come by and wag her finger at you. You don't get to go out and play until you make your bed, Brewski. So. I got to get a background or something. <laughs> she recommended an Asian screen behind you. I don't know where that came from. But she, he could put like a screen behind you. Well, I was, <laughs> I, I've actually been looking at something kind of like that, but... Slightly nice. different, but yes, well, thank you, Mrs. Thank you, Mrs. Harness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, you're perfect. Yeah, she's fine with you. So. Figured. Thank Although you your lava lamp's not on today, I don't know if that really bothers you or not. Just My freaking light bulb burned out right before the show. I went to click it on and it lit up and then went dim. So you gotta no get yourself a, a refrigerator bulb. Yes, that's exactly right, Brewski. I was like, maybe I got another bulb, and I took it out, and I was like, it's a fucking refrigerator bulb. Sorry, you know what those things, things are? The long ones. No, no, the, the, the little the round little ones. short, stubby ones. Oh, but, okay. you know, yeah. Right. You know what, Nick, Nick? You should take the one out of your refrigerator mm. and, and see how long it takes Rachel to notice that the, that, that the light's out in the fridge. I, I think my, uh, the only problem is, is I think my fridge now has LED lights. Oh, it's okay. new enough that it has LED lights, so I don't think I could do it, but. Uh, that's a fantastic idea. I don't think Rachel would notice. She's not real. Uh, I'll do new shit, set something up or take something down all the time and just wait for her to make a comment on it. And most of the time it ends up with me, you know, a week later being like, are you fucking kidding me that you're not going to say anything? Like she doesn't <laughs> notice stuff like that. Yeah, that's harsh. But there's a guy I listen to here in Boston. Um, this guy, Rich certainly. And when he went to go visit his mother down in North Carolina, she's kind of religious. He replaced the picture of Jesus with a picture of Ewan McGregor from um, the Star Wars movies, you know, with the beard and everything. Yes. <laughs> just, to, just to see if she's noticed that, that he changed it. She yes. hasn't said anything yet. And that was right before the holidays. That's, so, that's fantastic. I think that kind of shit is so funny. I'll tell you a story that's, you know, a couple of decades old, but. Me and my ex that I lived with for a long time, you guys both knew Heather, and uh, we were renting a house that they were trying to sell, so we had to start, like, getting it ready for open houses on the weekend, you know, for them to come in. Well, this real estate agent started off as a real douchebag, and so we took his uh his uh business card had a picture of him you know up in the corner <laughs> and we took this business card at the time to kinko's and we copied his face a bunch of times and blew it up and we put him in all of our pictures in the house <laughs> wow. and it took him like uh, maybe two or three weekends of coming and doing open houses and then we finally got a note left on the counter when we walked in and he was like nice pictures guys that's, that's a classic <laughs> touch and and then we ended up kind of being friendly with him. But yeah, I love trying. I love that type of shit. Dude. Wow. That's above and beyond. That's a lot of effort to fuck with somebody. I mean, yes. screw with somebody. Sorry, mom. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Harness. Yeah, that's impressive. Speaking of my mom and screwing with people when you move out of a house, my uh, my mom, when she sold our childhood home, um, she uh, a, a, a reverend, a priest or somebody bought the place. Yeah. 
So in our kitchen, whenever you would do dishes, the hot water would steam up the window that was behind the sink there. So I steamed up the window and I wrote 666 in the the (laughs) knowing that someday he would steam up that window and 666 would appear on the window. Walking around the house with incense and shaking holy water. I've always wondered, but yes, so it's fun to screw with people. Dude, the, here's the ultimate screw job. Stop me if I've ever told this to you guys, but we had a small hometown paper in Maple Valley called The Voice of the Valley when we were growing up. And I think they're still in publication, but they used to have like, I, and maybe just online now, I have no idea, but they used to do, you know, want ad stuff like that in the back of it. I was going, when my dad died, I was going through a bunch of shit to get my mom out of her house and everything else. And I found this old Voice of the Valley that was from, like, 1983. So I'm looking through it just to see why I would have saved it. And I still don't know why. But I get to the classified ads, and there's this lady in there, and she's offering lessons for free how to make candy. So I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I called this lady? <laughs> and it has to be Hansel or Gretel, though. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I called the lady, dude. I mean, everything's set up perfect for this. She had the same phone number. It was the lady. She answered the phone, and I acted like uh, I just said, hey, I was calling on your candy-making lessons. And she kind of paused for a minute, and she was like candy making lessons i was like yeah you put an ad in the voice uh you know for these candy making lessons and i hear her really confused and she was like that was 25 or 30 years ago i was like it's in this edition they must have accidentally reprinted it turns out the lady offers she was like you know it's been 25 30 years but i mean if you really want to learn like we can get together but that is great fantastic dude (laughs) Nick and I used to call people in the middle of the night and wake them up from one ad listings, and they would always be pissed, of course. But then if they were selling like a lawnmower for $100, we would be like, we'll give you $200 for that lawnmower. And, and they would shift from like so angry that we woke them up to like, oh, well, uh, oh, okay, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I guess we could meet. Yeah, that'd be can, fine. I, can I come by and get it now? It's 2.30 <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, well, well, I want to get an early start on mowing the lawn. Totally. Eventually, we'd say, like, hey, wait a minute. This says $100, you fucker. Like, why are you trying to scam us? Like, it's the middle of the night. I can't read this thing. Like, and surprise, surprise, dude. There were very few people that would be like, Two, I'm only asking 100 for it. You know, most people would be like, oh, sure. I guess I'd take two for it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, question, what, were you guys looking in the little nickel? Little nickel, yeah. <laughs> Craigslist. We'd get on Craigslist and just call people up. Yeah. Any excuse uh, to call anyone in the middle of the night, we would take full advantage. Yeah. Classic stuff. Classic. All right. So where do we want to go, gentlemen? We got uh, we got personal stories. We've got international global news stories to cover. We have gross things to cover. I have a fun gross one. things. Really? I have an article, Eight Gross Things Your Body Does That Is Good For You. So we can talk about that at some point, too. Hey, let's talk about that if you guys are good with it. Because I was yeah. thinking, again, while I was in the shower, I did my best show prep in the shower. And uh, right. I was thinking, like, I would, and I'll give you some time to think about this, because I don't want to put you on the spot. And I want it to be honest, real, true. I yeah, would love if, to know. You know what else you do in the shower based on previous discussion? So, yeah, how, how raw are we getting here? Uh, I mean, we can get as raw as you want. This is a question to both of you. Like, I want you to, I'm curious to know both of your dirtiest habits. 
that you have oh. or dirtiest guilty pleasure that you like uh i what's something that you don't tell many people that is foul uh, i know all right yeah should i go now or are we saving all this what are we doing go ahead if you got it already i thought you might have to think about it you dirty bastard uh, I, I i did struggle for a split second there because honestly <laughs> at this stage of life i'm a pretty clean dude like i keep my house pretty damn clean and um I don't have a lot of terribly disgusting habits, but there is one that my ex-wife had brought up a few times, and <laughs> the ex-Hindenburg was very unpleased with this habit of mine, but uh, I'm perfect in every other way, right. cleansely wise. So right. uh, I I have nose issues. I had a, oh, I had a nose job when I was like 20, 21. When I first got into radio, I had my nose broken twice in high school, and I couldn't breathe through it. So when I got into broadcasting, the first ever show I did, my throat was just destroyed by the end of it. And I went to the doctors, and they explained why, so I had to have a nose job. And I don't know, ever since that. Deviated septum or something? It was broken. So, yeah, it was more than deviated. I really couldn't breathe out of it. So I developed the habit of just breathing in and out through my mouth, and it dried my throat out too much. And yeah, Sure. So ever since then, my nose, I don't know, it gets stuffed up kind of easily. And so a few times a day, I do not believe in blowing my nose into some sort of a rag. I've never figured it out. Like, every time I do, I just get snot all over my face. Like, I I, I don't get it. Sure. So I snot rocket. So I, I plug yeah. the nostril and I freaking blow my snot out. Yeah. And I do it in the bathroom at the sink, but apparently there's some shrapnel. And if I <laughs> if I go a week or two, you can see on my the mirror in the bathroom. There's just little speckles little spots all over the mirror. <laughs> and yes, anyone living with me has been overly disgusted by it. And I, I get it's not a pretty thing, but it's uh, for nasal hygiene. So I breathe easier, and so I snore less too. By the way, so I do it in the shower. I do the same thing in the shower when I get oh, yeah. steamed up. I mean, I, I unload too. in yeah. the shower. I do that as well. So, uh, Bruce, beyond he, that, I don't, I don't know. I worked at a radio. That's your worst, I think so. All right. Well, I worked good. at a radio station where somebody, and I don't know who it was, but it's right by the urinal, like right in front of the urinal, somebody was wiping snot on the Ugh. wall like, like it wasn't a snot rocket like you could tell like it's been smeared right. with a finger and, yes and, and i was sitting for a while i was like how come the cleaners aren't cleaning this you know i guess i wouldn't cleaner, want to clean it it's probably the cleaner. janitor doing it that's why <laughs> i was just like oh, no. um so i, I was a, a nail biter for uh like most of my life mm. and i say was because about three years ago I just kind of stopped cold turkey. Good for was you. that tough? I bet. Yeah, it was. It was. And, and they're still kind of getting there. You know, they're, they're not perfect or anything like that. But um, that was my really big one for for a long time. Did you spit uh, them out or eat them? Did you spit or no, smoke? Spit, spit, spit them out. <laughs> spit them out for sure. Right. Um, so you had little nail of, debris everywhere. Well, it depends on where you were. You know, I mean. Right. You didn't spit it out, pick it up and throw it away. You just spit it out, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. That's pretty similar to what I'm doing. So. Yeah, well, you know, uh, my ex there, the Jen, she she used to give me shit about the nail biting all the time. And she got pissed at me about the snot rockets in the, in the shower. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, you really got to make sure you wash them off the wall or the floor or whatever, wherever you're shooting them, because that shit gets hard on the wall, as I'm sure well, your wear harness on the mirror. Like, it really hardens on there like plaster. I have to Windex multiple times. I do like a first coat, get out for the day, and then I soak it and let it sit. Then I do like a second, right. sometimes third coat. Yeah. You get it thoroughly all the way off the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the problem that we have with the shower with us is I would some we would sometimes shower together. 
and I would do them while she was in the shower with me. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> might be slightly yeah. gross. That, and I'll, I had this other thing I used to do to her sometimes when we were in the shower. I'm sure you um, did. <laughs> no, that stuff sticks to the wall, too. So No, no, nothing, nothing like that. Um, well, if I felt kind of gassy, I would turn myself so my back was to the hot water. <laughs> yeah. And I would let it fly. Nice. And and I would and and then the smell would just be like in the shower and she'd be like screaming them and I just I'd call it boiled farts. Oh, yeah, I don't know why uh, farts smell more in the shower, but uh, they, for some reason they do. I don't know if it's the humidity or the isolation in there. <laughs> I think it's the humidity, dude. It's, uh, it's similar to a Dutch oven, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, nice. That's good. I thought you were saying you like butted right up on her and just farted on her. That'd be even better. No, but the, but there were th- so. All right. Here's a here's a good story. Mm-hmm. So one time we're in the we're in the bathroom together. She's brushing her teeth. I'm standing at the toilet taking a leak, and all of a sudden I got a chill. And my body like kind of shivered. And when I did, I kind of skipped to the left a little bit. Sure. And some urine went across on a couple of her toes. <laughs> and, she, and she stopped and she says to me, did, did you just pee on me? <laughs> and, and then I sat there and I said, well, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> and then from, from, that day, notice, yeah. from that day forward, if we would shower together, I would say, hey, come here. Why don't we cuddle while we're in the shower? And while we're standing there, she'd say, you're peeing on me, aren't you? And I just said, yes, I am. Was this oh. your introduction to golden showers? Were you trying to broach the topic? <laughs> Is that what's really happening here? No, no, nothing nothing like that. No. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. No. Interesting. Um, and by the way, you do a great gen. I like your gen voice. It's very good. Oh, so she does. Like, she used to say that I would do what you would call the random female voice, and she would get so bothered by it. <laughs> I don't sound like that. And not every woman sounds like that. And, oh, uh, she just, it kind of sounds like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Archie Bunker's wife. Uh, oh, Edith. Edith, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so, oh, Nick, are you going to share what your disgusting habit is? Yes, or? please. Uh, I thought about this in the shower. All right. Long and hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, in private, I don't do it in front of anyone, but I'd love to fucking pick my nose. No. Like, if I am in the bathroom and I've got the bathroom to myself and my nose is all jacked up, I love to fucking pick my nose out. And I want to see what I'm pulling out of there. Sure. And, you know, it goes straight into a tissue and I throw it out. I I've imagine that's fairly gross, but eh, that's not bad. Sometimes I got to get in there. I'll tell you a weird thing that's happened to me late in life here. If I blow my nose too hard, I pop a blood vessel in my freaking eye. This oh, has really? now happened to me four or five times in the last two years, which hey, is dude, disturbing. I look like some zombie creature. I'm going to recommend something to you because I have nose issues, too. My nose gets stuffed up really easily, and I have uh, more picking, less blowing. Is that, is that the advice? Because I've become addicted you know, to Afrin over the years, oh. and it's not a great thing to become addicted to because, to be clear, you need it. You know, uh, I ordered last week. Navage. Have you ever heard oh. of it? Yeah, I'm aware of it. It's the, I don't know, the funnel you stick up your nose and it flushes from the nose to the throat, right? It, it was, So basically, there's a water tank on top and then you uh, pop a, a saline little pod into the water. You turn this bad boy on and it's got, you know, yeah, like you said, a little thing in both nostrils. Yes. It pushes water in one of them 
and circulates it through the whole system and ejects the water out oh, in the other one. The other nostril. I and see. goes into a bottom tank. So at the end of, uh, you know, it, for me, I become a pro at it. When, when I first started, it took a little while to get the hang of it. But yeah. the bottom tank then fills up with any shit that you have, whether it's way back, you know, in your head or just in your wow. nostrils alone. And is it huh. disgusting or what? Uh, some t- I've, I've had one or two that I've been like, wow. I was really clouded up, you know, but most of the time it just looks like a little bit of snot, you know, soaking in there. Yeah. What would happen if a female used it? Like, um, like Rachel Shocker. tried it. No, I'm not talking about the nose. Uh, oh. One in the pink, one in the stink. Like, what would happen with that whole cycle? They're not connected. Yeah. <laughs> so where would it go? It would just uh, stay in one. one. It entry. wouldn't yeah. get a vacuum. I don't think it would get a vacuum. No, know? exactly. Because uh, that's all things. Your nostrils are connected. So don't it's, they it's, connect eventually somewhere in there? <laughs> I don't no. think so. I don't think so. I don't think you want that to connect. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. My science may be off on that. Just, <laughs> these are the things I wonder. That's all. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Well, uh, I also I still bite my nails. I will say this that I have uh, I I I clip and bite my nails. I'm addicted to playing with my nails, so I'm, I have uh, I clip them a lot. But if I see a good one that I know is going to come off nicely, I'll still bite that fucker. And about the grossest thing I will do with it is if it's a great solid long just one piece. Yeah, uh, I'll use it for a toothpick. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Why? Where does that urge come from? I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm really not sure. I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's fairly primal. Uh, you know, just, yes. I mean, I imagine myself uh, using a bone for a toothpick, you know, that kind of thing, I suppose. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very big on pen caps. Ah. Toothpicks. And that was another thing that, that Jen hated because in our living room, we had our sides of the couch and I had my side, she had her side and each side had a little table and you keep, you know, your little things at the table and that's sure. sort of And I had this, this little ashtray sort of thing that was just littered with all these bed caps. And the first time she, had, she had some friends over, they were, they looked at it. And they're like, what's up with all those pen caps in there? And she'd be like, Oh God, Jason uses those to, to, to pick his teeth with. And then that sort of thing, you know? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh my it's god! Not an option. Just pen caps is the preferred way. Huh? Well, because you you can bite it and kind of like get it all pointy and like you can like create a little tool, little implement, and you can really start digging. You know. You guys have some moral fixations going on. We have got to get Doctor Freud on the phone here. Yeah, for see sure. Where the yeah. origins of all that are, huh? All right. Well, do you want to hear the eight disgusting things that uh, your body does that's good let's, for you? Yeah. Let's see if any of them are on the list. All right, we shall see here. Uh, Number one, and again, the headline here is eight quote-unquote gross things your body does that are actually good for you. All right. I don't know what the gross things are it does that are bad for you, but here are the ones that are good for you. Uh, Number one on the list, and these are no particular order, uh, earwax. If you've noticed a clogged feeling in your ears, and it may be due to a buildup of earwax, also known as uh, cerumen, I guess. 
Uh, however, uh, when it's not causing damage and discomfort, earwax is good for you. Mm. Quote unquote here, not only is earwax normal, it's necessary. Earwax protects the ears from things that could hurt your eardrum, such as dust, hair, or small insects. Yes, dude. Yes. Or sticking a pen cap in your ear, too. Uh, unless there's a serious condition, such as a hearing loss or infection, it is best to leave the earwax alone in most cases. Wow. Which is interesting. I clean my ears every day. Someone once told me, I think you clean your ears too much. I didn't think there was such a thing. But Rachel cleans her ears every day, and I don't. I clean my ears about uh, maybe once every two weeks I clean my ears. Huh. Don't you, when you get out of the shower, that's my main thing. I get water in there, and I need to get yeah. dried out. No, no, I don't. Uh, but I did get a ear cleaning accessory. Yeah, I think it's called... Uh, I think You've it's called a Dr. Body Kong. Orifice Accessories. This is impressive. I yeah, <laughs> I do. I love them. Uh, I think this is called Dr. Hung's Ear Cleaner, and it is electronic, and it is a 5,000 times microscope that you hook up to your iPhone so you can see the inside of your oh, ear canal. Really? Wow. And it is fascinating, dude. Have you seen your eardrum? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fascinating, dude. I mean, when you really get in there, first of all, it's disgusting because... Any, I mean, all of us have little hairs in our ears, and when you see them that magnified, I mean, it's 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 disgusting. But <laughs> it's intimidating. Yeah. You'll see. Like the first time I did it, I was like, "Holy fuck!" I uh, there's a sea of wax in my ear, and right. I would get it on the little thing and bring it out, and it would. I mean, it would be like the tip of a pen, wow. you know, like a sewing needle. Yeah. So, I mean, it was tiny, but it looked like my ear was just full of crap. But, yeah, I recommend it, dude. Those things are awesome. And you can hit a button and video record while you're doing it. So, maybe I'll send one of those videos to you guys. Post it on Facebook. Let everyone Check see. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, who makes that product again? I think it's Dr. Hung. Oh, I saw a porn called that once. So that's cool. <laughs> Oh, you did. I want to know about the eardrum. Was it a, a, a snare? Was it a tom? I mean, what, 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 <laughs> it was a tom, tom. Yeah, it was a tom. All right. So uh, we're ready for number two on the list. Yes. Yeah. Uh, leaky nipples. Ooh, for roast things you're buying. women? That are good for you. That's I guess men, men actually can, uh, can lactate. I've heard about that, but you're not having leaky nipples, are you? No. Okay. Uh, uh, it, is yes. that, uh, let me, let's just, can a man lactate or can a man leak through his nipples? It's not milk. He's not making milk, is he, Brewski? Um, I can't imagine. Well, I, I've heard what you've referenced, but yeah, what do you got? Well, it says here, production of milk from a male mammal's mammary glands is well documented in the Dyak fruit bat and the Bismarck mask flying fox. Wow. Um, but the, there is there is a there is a thing that um, bodybuilders who are on um, steroids, of sorts, yeah, they get what are, what are called bitch tits. Yes, and and that's these little fatty deposits that hang off their hard. That's t- the clinical that, term, by the way, bitch tits. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and and they will uh, secrete uh, a, a a substance that looks like milk. Although I don't know if I want to test it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. My uh, my dad tried to tell me once the the best reason not to smoke marijuana is that apparently men develop breasts when they uh, smoke too much marijuana, which huh. you know, I, I got I got pecs going nowadays, but I did have breasts for a while, so I, I, don't, I don't know if it's from pot or not. But well, I've had you know I've had man tits my whole life, whether I've been skinny <laughs> or, or fat, I've always had them. 
Could be the THC. I don't know. Had them way before I started THC. Oh, well, all right so, then. Yeah. Uh, so leaky nipples. Not everyone has leaky nipples, it says. However, those who just had a baby will likely experience the phenomenon, it says. Oh, yeah. It's a phenomenon. There you go. Uh, it's a different kind of squirting, Nick. But uh, yes, that is a phenomenon, apparently. It's a great uh, office episode where, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kevin tries to cry around Pam because, yeah. you know, a crying baby will create lactation, right? So. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the doctor says, quote, your body would rather produce too much milk than not enough in the early stages of breastfeeding. Mm. All the uh, extra milk can get messy as your body works out the balance of supply and demand between you and your baby, and you may end up with Leaky nipples and a wet shirt. Leaky nipples, though, are a normal part of the breastfeeding process and a clear sign of heavy milk production for nursing people. I like to say people, not women. Uh, that said, if other discharge uh, leaks from your nipples, uh, go talk to a doctor. <laughs> right? Yeah. I if it's if it's milk, uh, I don't. There's nothing disgusting I find about that at all. Oh, I know. You've wanted to sample some for years and years, haven't you? Have you grown yep. out of that yet? No, I don't. I haven't. You know, um, we we once uh, when I worked at this rock station WFNX here in Boston, they had uh, the stunt guy on the morning show named Brain Damage, and they they brought four women who were breastfeeding into the studio, and they pumped fresh breast milk. Sure. And Brain Damage would sample each one and see if he could tell which which milk came from which woman. It's terrible. <laughs> Sounds great. It's like terrible. And are you doing a fake mustache for a reason? I'm trying to figure out what you're doing. Oh, right me? Now. Yeah. You're no, like no, no, no. with the, your finger. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I thought you were trying to disguise yourself as you told a breast milk story. So. No, 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 no. All right. Uh, yeah, did you enjoy was... the taste? I mean, no. did Nick be? Okay. Uh, no. I can't What, imagine. you tried it? Brewski? No, I did it. No, no. He has no, a I'm brain saying that the guy on the radio. Brain oh. damage. Did he enjoy it? Oh, not I've, at all. I've talked to people that, are, uh, that have enjoyed breast milk. Mm. You know, I'm sure there's somewhere on the dark web, or maybe even well, eBay you can order that. I don't know. Well, you know, there, there actually is a... Or an OnlyFans uh, page. <laughs> there is yeah. a fetish called ANR, okay. which, which yeah. stands for Adult Nursing Relationship. Ah. And what happens is it's like... Um, you know, you've got the person that is lactating, and then the other person will actually kind of lay down across their lap and will and be the baby. Yes, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Mm. Yes. I know there's a lot of baby fetish stuff. I mean, talk He's about my needing... diaper daddy. All right. Talk about needing a therapist. I don't know what that's about, but yeah, it's not healthy. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Number three on the list already came up today on the show. Flatulence. Yes, that's good for you, dude. You got to get it out. Heck yeah. Um, while passing gas may be embarrassing and gross, it's a natural result of the digestive process. So just tell your person that when you rip nasty farts in front of them. <laughs> uh, the doctor says, quote, it is a way for your body to expel both swallowed air as well as fermented byproducts of undigested food. Mm. The volume and frequency of flatulence can vary greatly between individuals and can be affected by diet, activity level, antibiotic use, and even altitude. Maybe that's why I fart a lot. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. You, you still fart quite a bit, don't you? You know, my whole system has been out of whack since this colonoscopy, but I feel like I'm getting back on track. Everything's been solid for uh, quite a while now, and yeah. my farts are coming back after I eat, but they're still they're starting to stink a little, which they Ooh. never used to. So yeah, that's, that's odd. Funny. Yes. And oh, I mean, you're growing up, Steve. We're proud of you. I'm in the phase of my dating world where I have to hide all that still, so that's uh, that's been an issue. 
Have you ever thought about not hiding at all? Just just on the like first is, or second date. Me. Let it rip. Yeah. 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 If you like me, you like me. This is who I am, and I want to. I'm a human. I fart. I get it. I, I kind of feel like it's the first kiss etiquette. Like you can't just let it all fly in the first kiss. You don't shove your tongue down or her throat on the first kiss. You don't exactly. fart on the first date. Like, sure, I agree, dude. <laughs> that's I'm my just point. asking. Two dates though, three dates. What is it? No, I I, I think you got to go a few months. In my a few months, okay. You want to know uh, something terrible? And I've started this again. But um, uh, my my ex, when I told her this finally, she was so upset with me. I used to in the early stages of dating before. This is when you're only seeing someone like once a week, like you go over for the night or something and then you disappear for a week or two weeks. And Sure. I would always take an Imodium before I would go over because it would, A, it would eliminate gas and B, sure. it would eliminate me having to take a dump in her bathroom the next morning as I yeah. don't do. <laughs> so I don't think I, that's weird or anything. I've done it before. Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah. I'm artificially clogging up the system. That was her complaint of like, why are you messing with you? Why didn't you just let him fly? And, but uh, I, I've started back on that recently, although now I have pharmaceutical grade Imodium. So that's what I took this past weekend. You're doing the good shit. <laughs> right. But hey, you know, it keeps things under control. Well, you know, when you are going to when you get to that point where you are going to let them fly in front of someone, do it in the car. It makes sure you can lock the windows first. Oh, wow. Oh, you really in. want it to settle in, don't you? Oh, but suddenly they, they have no way to roll the window on and don't say a word. Wow. Just kind of let it let it go and shock there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Try that, Steve. See it. Let me know how it works out. I will. Uh, I was I'm, I'm at to- the phase two where as soon as uh, like I had a date this weekend and as soon as she left, I'm just like let it all fly i remember doing that with rachel dude that i would just say after she would leave or i would leave i just fucking (laughs) oh my god get so much out of me uh yeah when my sister was uh dating her husband it's her husband now her she and her boyfriend at the time and me and rachel went on vacation and every day like clockwork my sister would come down to our hotel room and be like can i poop uh-huh yeah be like seriously yeah i mean you guys are on vacation together you can't close the door and take a poop up there she's like no not ready not how ready. long have they been together at that point uh probably six seven months oh that's oh. that's long enough that's yes yeah. i was like come on he knows you shit you're a human being like you you don't i'm not you saying you have to let him in and like you can brush your teeth i'm just gonna be here pooping but like go in close the door turn the fan on Put a radio on if you want to in there and then take a quick poop. You'll yeah, be fine. I agree. And by the way, guys, if you ever – some people openly just take dumps in front of their person. Like, I'm not in the bathroom. I'm just taking oh, a dump. no way. God, no. Right? Nope. Nick? Uh, uh, I don't take dumps in front of them, but there's plenty of times that I've uh, left the door open. Oh. You so know, in the walk bathroom. by and observe, or what do you mean? Uh, she'll walk by and walk, you know, just walking by and she'll close the door, huh? Uh, you know, I suppose I could, but, uh, the pets are going to, you know what? My dog loves to come in when I'm taking a shit. So, you know, he's got a car at the door. So I want to relax. And, uh, usually if Rachel does walk by, she'll close the door she'll be like what what are you doing in there she's giving a mild hint to you huh close the door yeah that's well, good I'm glad let's be for real if we're gonna be real i've done the same thing with her before where i'll walk by and i know that she's making the face that she's in there doing something and i will reach in and be like i'm gonna close this but yeah. you guys have never seen your partners in the past taking a dump before god no or peeing same thing oh, I'm are you fucking kidding me 
No. Oh, peeing. Yes. I, I mean, hell, Jen and I were, were camping down on, on the shore and we were playing Scrabble in the car one time. It was just raining like crazy. And she had to, she had to pee and uh, she opened the door and she got out of the car and she was peeing right there. And I I can but, maybe understand that. But in the in your apartment, would you guys just pee in front of each other? All the well, in my house, I do. Yeah, I, I never close the door when I pee and not, I, and she does not either. But has she ever been like hanging out in the bathroom with you and you're just let it fly and you pee? Uh, I'll be, I've been in the middle of peeing and she'll come in to grab something and it's not, yeah. you know, I'm not like, a, you know, like, what are you doing? Or she's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, like I, it doesn't bug us, I suppose. No. Listen, I mean, that might be a sign of closeness and all that. I, I get it. But, um, <laughs> all that stuff, that's like the, you know, the fun factory for me. I don't need to see the functional uses of it. Childbirth was traumatizing enough for me. I just want to stay away from the functional aspects of those things. So. <laughs> Although I will tell you, I had read this once in Playboy years ago, um, that it's not unusual for a woman to ask if she can hold your junk while you pee, because women are fascinated by how a, a male can pee. And yes. I did have a woman ask to do that once. Yeah. And I thought, like, well, I did read about this, so if that's what you want to try. I'll tell you, though, it took me forever to get started. She's just standing there holding it, and I'm just yes. like, go to my zone. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Rachel's asked to do that before. Really? All yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the Jen used to do it all the time. All the time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Like outside of the, the shower? Outside of the shower, yeah. I'm, I'm I got to go pee. I'll be right there, honey. They just like the <laughs> well, fire hose aspect, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. She, she, she'd love it. She'd be like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna go to the left. I'm going to go to the right. I'm going to go. Oh, yeah. I get it's a toy they don't have, I guess. So I, I get it. Yeah. But I haven't had that request in 20 something years. So we'll see. Dude, you have, I, this shocks me. You've never been in the bathroom while you know, a significant other or an ex was uh, taking a pee. No. Same never. thing. If I even caught a glimpse, I would either turn away or close the door or something else. I just, I don't, I don't need to see you squatting on a toilet. Like I, I romanticize you and I don't need to see that. That's interesting. Dude. Close the door. Yeah. The hell, you caveman. I think you know, it's interesting I, that you let it fly. <laughs> I think yeah, it's normal no. that I don't. But you will take. I mean, you'll taste pee. Right? I, I don't that know doesn't that I bug will. you. No. What are we? No. What are we talking about here? No. Are yes. we talking about squirting now? No. I mean, I'm saying. Then like, why would uh, I be tasting pee? What are well, you talking this, about? I mean, my mother is listening. Goddamn. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I not be saying it? Yeah. No, what, what are you referring to? I'm not. I'm referring pee. to your latest uh, uh, throat infection, dude. I mean, you, 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 that's uh, what you're that's, tasting. That. That's residue. That's. I'm not just like you know drinking yeah. down here. I understand. And, and, I understand. I'm not saying it's gross. <laughs> I'm just saying like you're okay with that, but you're not okay with just seeing her on the toilet taking a pee. Yes, the context is totally different. What you're referring to is what I'm talking about. Like it's Play-Doh Fun Factory time. Let's uh, let's have fun with these parts. So okay. if there's some residual residue down there, I'm a big boy. I can take that. But no, I don't want it to see you squat and pee, please. Yeah, I, I understand it. It's just yeah, it's just never bothered me. I'm a romantic, Nick. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, you're a real romantic. You know what? I, bad boy. <laughs> I still say that I, I would let Jennifer Lawrence pee on my face all she wanted. So you've said that a lot. You've said that yeah. a lot. I think I, it's out there. It's just it's just her though, right? Uh there are a few women out there. Nigella Lawson, <laughs> she's another one. She's British too, because then she could, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Boot yeah, sucks with her pee's top notch. So. No, no, but she's she's got this really great voice. 
Mm. So would she have to talk to you with the accent as she's being on you? Uh, probably so, yeah. Give me a gab now. Let me take a pee on you. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, dude. I understand it. Uh, like I said, I've never had that particular infatuation, but I, I don't. I understand it. I get it. It's just. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we move on? on this list? Please. We yes. too many things. All right. We just did farts. Again, this is the eight gross things your body does that are actually good for you. Number four, um, farting from the other end. Burps. Oh. Uh, you've probably been told not to belch at the dinner table, but sometimes you have to let it out for your health. So, again, tell everyone this is a healthy thing. In lots of cultures, it's actually a sign of respect. Right. Well, burp at the dinner table to show that the meal is great. Exactly. And if you burp in the host's face, that's like the ultimate compliment. Mm-hmm. Uh, burping is the body's way of expelling excess gas from your stomach. And even though it seems gross, it's a normal bodily function. Sure. When we swallow food or drinks, it goes through the esophagus and into the stomach, where the stomach acids and digestive enzymes work to break food down into nutrients that we use for energy, which creates gas during the process. Nice. Ron Burgundy would say, it's science. It is. Um, number five on the list. This may circle back to what we were just talking about. Number five, <laughs> vaginal discharge. It's a healthy thing. That's the whole topic here. Eight gross sure. things that are actually good for your body. It's a All self-cleaning right. oven. Kind of, yes. Well, using the restroom. <laughs> no, seriously. No, you're, you're correct. You're correct. Yeah. I think that's what this is about to explain. While using the restroom, you might notice. I don't know if this applies to us guys, but um, you might notice. Some di- although so you, you guys are watching your partner, so maybe you will notice this. Uh, while using the restroom, you might notice some discharge when you wipe. Although this clear jelly-like substance might seem gross, it's actually a sign of a healthy reproductive system. Mm. Uh, vaginal discharge is a way your body carries away dead cells and bacteria, keeping the vagina clean and preventing infection. So yes. grow up. So the, but- uh, the, the vag has to have bacteria in it. You know, yes. it's, 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 it's got to well, have healthy bacteria in it. This is what we covered on a previous show. There is naturally occurring bacteria down there, and if you consume too much of it, you may get a bacterial infection in the back of your throat. That's right. What can I say? So I, I, if we could double back real quick to the, the burping thing. Yeah, please. Well, uh, no, but also keeping it on the vaginal thing. Well, okay. What about, what about Connecting those? the dots. Go ahead, please. Yeah, what about those? What about queefs? Oh, queefs. I, I don't know if it's on the list. We'll have to keep going. But I assume okay. that's a uh, that's your uh, vagina dispelling the uh, naturally built up pressure from bang, bang, bang. Probably so. Yeah. 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 It seems natural and good to me. I think it's in the Bible somewhere that that's OK. OK. Number, <laughs> number six. <Okay. laughs> I appreciate your concession. Well, no, I mean, I'm just, uh, I, I'm putting my faith in Steve. Steve knows what he's talking about. Yeah, let's continue to do that. Okay. I've read the Bible several times. Thou shalt uh, yeah. not frown on queefing. Oh, boy. Uh, number six on the list is mucus. We were talking about this earlier. After blowing your nose, you'll most likely see mucus in the tissue or mm. on your bathroom mirror. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Mucus is naturally produced by the cells in your mouth, throat, and sinuses. Uh, Quote here from the doctor, mucus plays an important role in lubricating and protecting your upper and lower airway. Its slippery consistency helps trap potential irritants as it contains special antibodies and proteins to help fight harmful germs that may be introduced into your respiratory tract. 
There's certain. I mean, some people use it for lube. You know. Oh. In prison, maybe. I mean, otherwise, what? That's a hillbilly thing, right? No, I don't think so. I mean, have you ever watched a, a deep throat porn? You know, and and seen like some of the gunk that comes out of the back of that throat. I've and, watched it. I've oh. experienced it. Um, and yeah, but I, I guess that's kind of mucus. I mean, that's more spit though than mucus, right? Hey. Not in the back of you know, not when it depends how deep you go. I suppose I don't know how deep they're going, but I mean, all connects uh, back there. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Bruski. I was going to say, you ever notice how uh, sticky snot actually is? Yeah. Yeah, sticks to the mirror very well. So I've definitely <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes. All right. Are we moving on? Yeah. Yes. All right. Number seven on the list, connecting back to one of the other ones, pooping. Oh. As the popular saying goes, everybody poops. You don't have to do it in front of your person, but everybody Everybody poops. Well, it may not smell pleasant. Oh, thanks for that breaking news. Uh, Bowel movements are the mechanism for our body to get rid of materials that cannot be digested, like conservative talking points. That's why I poop them out all the time. Eject, (laughs) eject. Right. Uh, It is generally accepted that normal, normal bowel movements are from three times, wait, from three times a day to three times a week. That's quite a range. Yeah, that's a, three times a day. Do. That's what I just ended up in the hospital for. <laughs> that's not normal for me. I'm very steady. Once a morning, soon as I get up, and that's that. I'm usually a once a day guy, but there are days that I'll have two. If I have some late day coffee, maybe it'll stir something up. But uh, otherwise, I'm pretty rock solid. Yeah, and yeah. you poop every day at the same time. Yes, as soon as wow. I get. Up. I don't I wake do up not. with like the overwhelming urge, but as soon as I wake up, that's the first thing I do, and it's always ready and waiting for me, like the morning paper. You go poop without feeling the urge to poop, you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I can tell they have to, but I don't like wake up with some like, oh my gosh, I got to run to the bathroom, but it's always ready and waiting. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Good for you. Ruski, what's your frequency? Um, you know, A few times a week, three, four. Sometimes so not like- every day. No, hmm. because I, you know, my meal schedule is so odd. You know, there are some nights where I don't even eat at all because I'm just out driving, and I just and I don't want to stop and I don't want to spend money and so. Interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah the idea to me of not doing it at least once a day, like I feel like that would just get extremely backed up in there. So it's interesting. The article said maybe even as little as three times a week. Yeah, everybody's different, I suppose. Although I'll tell you, I I was out driving last thursday and i had to like hightail at home as quick as i could i almost didn't make it you almost yeah. pooped your pants huh um, almost and i'll tell you what it's even i was even i was impressed i mean i unloaded <laughs> what like a double flusher or what you know i was afraid that i was gonna have to um grab the plunger <laughs> oh Jeez. wow Wow. Yeah, yeah. I do that now again for sure. I, I was like, "Whoa!" I was, I was blown away. Wow, it is yeah. nice when you can be impressed by your leavings, isn't it? Wow. There's, there used to be a website that people would take pictures of their impressive poos, and you could go really rate people's poo. I think I it was called RateMyPoo.com. I think that's the website. Brewski, see if there's RateMyPoo.com. Oh, careful what website right you click on. A virus is coming your way any second. No, so. dude. It's RateMyPoo.com. I can't imagine a less desirable website to be going to. <laughs> well, don't you want to rate? 
Well, I will tell you, a doctor told me years ago, you should oh. always you should always look in the bowl afterwards and examine yes. your leavings. It's good health because you got to yeah. see if something is out of whack or whatever. Yeah. So, I do always see that. Risky. By the way, that that site, ratemypoo.com. Yeah. Um, it's marked as suspicious. Yeah, I would imagine it would be <laughs> straight out of around for decades, dude. I mm. get that, but I of- didn't <laughs> I didn't click on it, but it was marked as suspicious. I wouldn't click on it. Let Nick experiment with that. You're, you, uh, both of you are marked suspicious, too, but I still click on you every day. Well, well and that's fair. Yeah. Frank, we are suspicious. All right, number, <laughs> number eight on the list, and this is going to connect back to my mom. Don't let me forget to ask that part. Oh, uh, number eight on the list of eight gross things your body does that are actually good for you. Number eight is pus. Mm. Mm. When you get an infection, a uh, staphylococcus or phylloctetitis, <laughs> an infection of the hair follicle, you might notice that pus develops. While it may be an eyesore to look at, pus is actually a good thing. Huh. Uh, the white stuff coming out of an infection known as pus is the collection of a defensive white blood cells that are attacking bacteria to trap and kill them. It's usually normal to have some pus present shortly following the presence of a wound around one or two days after. This means the white blood cells to flock to the open wound that are doing their job fighting germs and bacteria for you. Perfect. Uh, Kick it ass. Uh, when you get an infection, however, the pus may smell, and that would be hot to the uh, touch. So yes. you'll want to be sure to head to a doctor at that point. Wow. Uh, I've had staph infection before, and I will tell you that uh, staph infection is obvious. And people die from staph infection. Uh, sure. And and I was, uh, yeah, I was close to uh, being in some real trouble, dude, with my staph infection. And I have probably, oh, at the time, I mean, it's healed. Uh, you could see, I still have a scar from it. But at the time that it happened, I went into the doctor and I was like, this is not getting better. I should probably go in and have this checked out on. I don't remember what jazz cheek it's on, but I had a uh, size of a 50 cent piece. Oh, uh, and oh. that's big. Oh, yeah, dude. I go to the doctor and he is like, oh, you have staph infection. You have a staph infection back here. And you waited a long time to come in. I was like, yeah, it's been about a month and a half that I'm oh. you know, having this. He was like, yeah, he gave me antibiotics to start taking in the office because he wanted like immediately them immediately yeah. and he bent me over that little exam table dude and put on yeah, you in white stuff huh? dr jellyfinger yeah covered you in white stuff <laughs> dude he started first of all staph infection is very painful so yeah uh, tender sore right I mean, yeah oh my good god dude it was i mean i've felt pain before but this is that was a lot of pain for sure well. and uh he started squeezing on it almost like it was a zit right to try and get it to break and to release some of that pus Mm -hmm. it took it took a couple of months to completely heal and it was in a place for the first week that i had to have rachel change the bandage on it because i couldn't get back there talking about something that's fucking gross that's love right there i didn't have a choice dude and yeah it is love i mean she i i'm sure she had her eyes halfway closed and you know looking away from me as much as she could but yeah i had to have that bandage changed and to this day if you ask rachel next time you say see her uh 
meat tube. So if you just oh. say meat tube to her, <laughs> she'll know exactly what you're talking about. Can I just so, text her that real quick? You could text her that, and she'd be like, "Ugh, what are you guys talking about on the podcast?" <laughs> so, dude, uh, she changes a bandage. This is probably I. Oh, I come home from the doctor, so it's the next day. She's changing this bandage. She starts to try and pull the bandage off, and it's stuck to my skin. And she, I was like, "You got to get it off, you know. You got to get it off." So she starts yanking it a little bit. She pulled out. Um, uh, that's the only way I could describe it to you, dude. It was a tube of meat, like internal meat. It was probably about a, a two and a half inches long, and it looked like just pencil size, you know, in diameter, uh, little intestine type thing. Wow, uh, like a little and, worm or something. Like, uh, I mean, it was bigger than was that, and it was hollow in the middle. I mean, it looked like a fucking tube of meat. Wow. Uh. I feel and, nauseous right now. So oh, dude, yeah, I mean, it was so fucking foul, and I, I don't even think we were married yet, and she's still married, man, so uh, God love her, but... It is love. Have stay you away ever- from staph infection. If you ever have a staph infection, I know a guy that got staph infection in the back of his throat and almost, uh, almost lost the ability to talk from it for the rest of his life. So you could have popped that bad boy early on and avoided the staph infection? Is that what I'm picking up on? No, I would have had to be put... I was on high-power antibiotics, you know, to get rid of staph. I mean, I suppose you could have popped it, but it would have... But did it start as, like, a zit or something, and then it got infected? Uh, No, it started as, like, I... He... The doctor did not know where I got it from. He assumed, like, uh, oh, maybe you got it from sitting on a toilet seat or something like that. But I don't sit on toilet seats in public so i don't know where it came from but no it started as staph infection wow that's hardcore have you ever had a woman that enjoys popping zits blackheads or anything else on you i have not but my sister loves to do it to people bruce yeah oh yeah yeah the the jen used to do it for me all the time yeah Uh, the Hindenburg, she loved, I, I guess I have like blackheads on my back or something. And like once a month, she would be like, can I look? Can I see if you have any? And she would just, she just got off on popping those things. It's a weird fetish for sure. Well, what about Dr. Pimple Popper? I was just going to yes. say, so, you know, there's a TV show and there's a bunch of viral videos. There's YouTube pages. Oh, yes. to Just close up of people popping stuff. Yeah. My mom just told me the other day like i've been watching these pimple popping videos on youtube they're so <laughs> interesting it's like mom why why are you why? watching pimple popping videos you gotta get a visit going harness she's lonely dude she's <laughs> running out of things to do you gotta get a visit you know some of those videos it's more than just a pimple like there was one oh, yeah. that i i saw this guy had this this big thing on his back mm. and they were squeezing it yes. and it was and it was like crisco coming out of his back and they like they were like having to like wipe it off and i started yeah i started to see one of those videos uh this is several months ago but it started to play and i had this moment of like oh this is kind of fascinating but then i thought don't keep watching this you're gonna get nothing but pimple (laughs) videos sent to you on facebook and youtube right yeah you don't want to fuck with that algorithm dude oh exactly my sister's first husband had some sort of i suppose you would call it a cyst on his forehead that she would squeeze and same type of shit brewski like crisco looking shit would come out of there and if she squeezed on it for an hour it would never that thing never ran dry it would never run dry and it stunk it stunk so terribly bad 
Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, that's something. She I take great it. pride in popping my own pimples. Like, you know, that's cool. But um, that's, You still get pimples regularly? Unfortunately. I mean, not all the time, but they happen. I have some weird yeah. thing. Like, for some reason, my shoulders, I get them every now and again. And um, just a couple of weeks ago, I had one that I uh, that I let intentionally. I Like, I'm going to see how big this thing can get. And it got to the point where it was, like, hurting. But right. I took the pressure was took, building. Yeah, I took a hot shower, so I knew it'd be poppable easy, and I just got right in the mirror, and I was like, boom, like, yeah, fucker. I've had a <laughs> shoot on the mirror before. <laughs> I, man, I'm making a note. Do not ever touch Steve's <laughs> yeah. mirror in his bathroom. Right. Wait, you no. didn't, how did you fight the urge to do home surgery? What do you mean? What? Oh, I, it was hard. It was hard. I had to, like, consciously wait another 24 hours. Like, do not touch that thing. Let it grow. Let it grow. No, no, I mean, when it got to be that big, instead of popping it, oh, I'm always, I'm all about like getting like a nice pair of scissors, like bathroom scissors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just like said, like cutting into it. Oh, oh my God. That's hard. You oh, clean yeah. them first, I hope, with alcohol. and. Yes. Yes, I do. No, Listen, I like the I... act of putting the pressure and waiting for it to gotcha. arrive. You know? And you feel uh, that pop. You ever get a skin tag? Yes. I haven't, but almost every woman I've been with has, but no, I don't think I ever have actually. Uh, I had a skin tag. I've had a couple in my life, but I had a skin tag, and it it's obviously from my uh, double chin, like having my head down so much that that's how you know they are created is hmm. by okay. squeezing in between fat. So I had this one that was <laughs> visible, like on my neck, and I'm talking to my mom about it one day. I was like, I got this freaking skin tag. I need to go to the doctor and have this removed. She was like, the doctor. Oh, what are you talking? <laughs> she was like, "Go get a pair of scissors and cut oh. that thing off." Oh, I sat on it for a couple of weeks, and she was like, "You still haven't cut that off yet, huh?" She was like, "Don't be such a baby." So that <laughs> night, I went home, soaked some, you know, real sharp little shears in uh, alcohol for a while. I cut that bad boy off and never grew back, dude. Bled like, didn't it? Though, yes, yes, it yeah. bled like a bad. It bled like a bad shaving cut. You know, yeah, I yeah. put toilet paper on it let it clot up a little bit and it was fine <laughs> i love surgery dude i love surgery with needles and, and and uh and scissors yeah. yeah i like that your mom kind of bullied you into it so <laughs> no, don't be such a baby she will my mom's a tough old broad <laughs> well all right for anyone who hasn't uh, dry heaved and skipped ahead too far on the show i think that'll wrap up uh that's my eight things on the list and i think that's all oh, unless anyone else has a relatable story tied to it that's that's what i got we are vocal minority we're here to inform hey dude i went to a uh i went to a wake on saturday for a uh fellow broadcaster yeah You've been going to a lot of dead people events recently. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, it's too many. I mean, people are dropping like flies lately. Celebrities, friends of you know, mostly in the broadcasting injur- uh, industry, and maybe that's a sign for us to get out. But. Right, a lot of exes dying, and I was with people at the time. So yeah, don't call so. Me. Uh, but yeah, got to see a bunch of old radio folks and, uh, Gary, uh, Gary Ryan of Ryan and Ryan passed away who, uh, were a great local morning show here in Seattle. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, we, I don't even know if I should call it a wake. A bunch of us got together because he's not, he was down in Arizona. We got together at a restaurant and, you know, did a cheers to him, talked about him. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, some good stories came out. It was a uh, it was it was a nice day, dude, to see people. First of all, Marina Rockinger was there, and uh, you know she's asking me like, uh, "How's things going?" and blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Gosh, dude, your voice! Uh, I hear it every week. Uh, <laughs> you still introduce our podcast." Did you tell her that? Yeah, I was you like, did? "I okay. would." It's like she's we're doing the voice in the beginning that says, "You know, little wussy mama's boys" and all that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, saw some people, but uh, our old boss from KBS. DJ Kelly was there. And, uh, oh boy, Chris Elliott. And, <laughs> yeah, Chris Elliott. And uh, you and know, by the way, was he going by Jay? Because it's not his real fucking name. He's not on air anymore. What kind of dork keeps their on air name? <laughs> uh, he goes. I mean, on his Facebook page, he goes by his his true name. But sure. you know, yeah, <laughs> at the uh, at the reunion of sorts or this wake or whatever. I mean, we all know him as Jay. So everyone, I'm the great Jay Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Steve hates Jay, dude. You you guys. Well, and, and I don't think you guys liked each other. Let's just say that, right? I was open minded about him. He's the one that bent me over a table. So yeah. Well, wasn't Jay the one that found the bag of weed in the studio? Yeah. Well, we don't know whose bag that was, so I don't know why you're connecting it to the story. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> that was definitely Steve's. But yeah, it was definitely mine, and Jay, yes, he found them. And, but no, what did I do that pissed Jay off so much? I didn't remember. Uh, oh, I know we went off the air morning. one night, and uh, Steve did not call Jay. We were off the air for like an hour. We missed commercials and everything. This is major market radio. Oh. So in the morning, Steve I called the engineers. Them. I mean, I was on top of the situation, but, but I he, did not. Yeah. He didn't call Jay, right? Well, so Jay reams him, and he's like, you call anytime we go off the air. I want a phone call and blah, blah, blah. He sent an email to the whole staff saying this. Yes. He uh. reamed me personally and then emailed everyone and said, anytime we go off the air, you call me. So fast uh. forward to a week later, I'm there. Steve's on the air and the engineer calls and he was like, Hey Steve, we're making a switch in a piece of equipment. I got to knock you off the air for like 30 seconds. If it goes well, he said, he said, (laughs) it may not go well. So it's three o'clock in the morning, dude. And Steve's like, huh? Better call Jay. And he was, (laughs) you know, he was, he he wanted to be an asshole about it because Jay had been such an asshole to him about it. So he said you had to call. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. So, uh, I got a, I got a tape of this somewhere and Steve hates to hear it, but uh, somewhere I'll pull it up because it's just hilarious phone call. But he's uh, <laughs> Jay answers. The, it. Yeah, we did. We recorded it. Jay answers the phone. It's three o'clock or even a, maybe a little later in the morning. Hello, hi Jay. This is Steve from the uh, radio station. <laughs> hi Steve, and uh, he was like, uh, the engineers just called me and they're uh, swapping out a piece of equipment. We're going to be off the air for about twenty to thirty seconds if all goes well. And uh, just wanted to let you just wanted to let you know. There's this long pause. <laughs> Jay was like, so thanks, Steve. For calling to tell me we're going to be off the air for 20 or 30 seconds. He said, I see what you're doing. Yeah. And and Steve said, well, you told me if we're ever off the air to call you. And he was like, I see what you're doing. And then I told him, like, it may not go well. Like, we're off the air. You told me to tell him. You knew it was going to go well. Of course I did. But, you know. Uh, But so Steve, you know, says, like, you told me to call. And uh, another silence. And he's like. 
I got you loud and clear, Steve. I hear you loud and clear. Have a good morning. Hangs up. From that moment on, I mean, uh, that was the demise of Steve's career at KBSG. And then once we got the vocal minority going, I mean, it just became the demise for both of us because he was so pissed off. But Well, and he stepped in. He tried to sabotage the show. Uh, I think it was Ron and Don, the morning show on The Buzz. Remember them? Yes. They wanted to hire me as their producer, and Jay went over there and directly told them, you do not hire that fucker. He is one of mine. He is not coming over here. He totally sandbagged me. Oh, and then ended up firing me shortly after that. I mean, he yes, just, he was just know. fucking with you at that point. But Because yeah. why he wanted to fire you. That's why he yes. wanted that, that, that satisfaction. Well, oh, and speaking yeah. of satisfaction, so then I got myself rehired by Intercom for the vocal minority several months later, and I immediately, when I got my Intercom email back, I emailed jay kelly it was like hey jay back in intercom if you ever need anything here's my email address reach out anytime you want <laughs> oh boy dude boy. and i ran into him at the bus studios once like face first in the hallway coming out of the bathroom and he was wearing some suede jacket and i touched his suede jacket of course and I was like, he was suede Ooh, that's nice stuff there good for you good for you oh yeah that that all did not end i mean it ended <laughs> up fine but that was uh it was a bad ending because uh, Steve got let go. And I think you called me from a phone booth, dude, to yeah. tell me. Because I was going in at 3 o'clock, and I had a meeting. Steve had a meeting at, like, 2. Yep. So he fucking leaves the building, got fired, and calls me from a telephone booth. And he was like, dude, your meeting's not going to go well. Your meeting's not going to go well. <laughs> Danger, danger. Yeah. Were, you, were you at the telephone at the Azteca across the yes. street? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing about that meeting was Jay called me and like left a message on my voice and my answering machine back in those days. It was like, hey, Steve, you need to come in for a meeting today. And I called him back and I was like, I'm busy today. I can't come in. <laughs> and he was like, no, you have to come in today. And I was like, boy, last minute notice. I don't know if I can make it happen. Your and job depends the, on it, Steve. And then the best part, and I don't know if you remember this detail, Nick, back in those days, I don't remember why, but I went out and spent like eight or nine hundred dollars at Men's Warehouse, and I bought a very nice suit. I do remember that. So I knew Jay was going to fire me, so I wore my suit to the meeting and just sat down there in this three-piece suit. And he looks at me like, "Why are you wearing a suit?" I'm like, "It's a, it's a business meeting." You said you want to talk, so uh, what, am I dressed too nicely? I'm sorry. Is there such a thing as dressing too nicely for a meeting? <laughs> that is hysterical, dude. What a day! Oh my yeah. god. All right, quick call back. I see Nick's looking at his phone. Is that your wife? Uh, no, I am uh, looking because I think I have the, I think I have Jay uh, and that phone call on my phone. Of me on the overnight thing? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why you have that, but great if you've got it. So. Can I, uh, are you browsing for it? Yeah, I'm going to have to, I'll find it, dude. I'll find so- it, but. I, I had one. I had a question for for Steve. Yeah. Steve, what the hell happened with you and and the guy that hired me at Enercom, uh, Blair? Blair. Well, yeah, Blair and I had a bit of a falling out. We went from buddies to uh, to not. Um, you know, Blair was a cool dude. We all hung out together. Nick and I went out to his house on Bainbridge. And we all got stoned together. And- yeah. And uh, but yeah, we had. I don't remember what it was um, when I got hired back at the Buzz. 
and I probably can't reveal all of this information, but yeah. I knew what they paid certain people to do certain jobs there. Where I got this information from, I, <laughs> I'm sure the statute of limitations has expired at this point. But Scoobs. You know, Scoobs. maybe, maybe change your uh, – this is a separate comment. Maybe change your email password more than once in a lifetime, okay? Yeah. So I knew what they were hiring people for, and in front of Dave with Blair sitting there, I was like, I know you guys are paying 15 bucks an hour for board ops, so that's what I want. And Blair was just like, how do you know that? I'm like, I, I got information. I talked to people. And yeah, Blair got all pissed off at me. And, um, and yeah, it just uh, kind of deteriorated from there. Oh, and okay. then I made some joke at him that I thought was funny. Um, do you remember in the Puget Sound area, they gave out awards for broadcasters called the Soundies? Yes. And I told Blair that if every production person doesn't win a sound, you should be fired. Like, you're not live on air doing this freeform. You're sitting in a studio taking hours of your time to precisely edit things. So, of course, you can win an award for that. Why don't you go in the air studio and do that little trick, Blair? <laughs> he, he didn't take that comment very kindly at all. <laughs> Making friends and influencing people. Wait, wait, so, so this now I've got a question for Nick. Now, this is a Jay Kelly question. Now, when we were over at KJR, Nick, yeah, didn't didn't Jay want you to always pre-record every one of your breaks? He didn't want you to do them live. Oh well, listen, he didn't tell me that when he hired me. Right, okay. he hired me to do afternoons at KJR. This was a fucking debacle, dude. So, at KJR, it was a clear channel station, right? So everyone wore. 50 fucking hats and made yeah. one small salary so he brought me in and hired me to do afternoons on kjr told me you know uh hey congratulations you accepted the job you know you start this date blah 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 and i i must have gone on the air at two o'clock in the afternoon so i got there at 1 30 and uh i walk into the door and he's like where you been where you been and I was like, where have I been? I was like, I'm half hour early. I was like, do you want me here earlier? And he was like, well, you're doing traffic for all of the radio stations starting at noon. So, yeah, I'd like you here by, you know, 1150 or whatever. I was like, doing traffic for all the radio stations? What are you talking yeah. about? So he was like, yeah. And he told me nothing about all this. Of course so, not. Minor detail. Right. So I've accepted the job and everything else. So now, you know, all of a sudden my schedule changes to be in there at, you know, quarter to noon. And I got to do traffic for all, you know, multiple radio stations up until that time. So then I uh, think, okay, well, I go on the air at two. So I'm only doing traffic for two hours. So he comes <laughs> the first day when I do traffic comes and I am walking into the studio to start my on air shift. And he was like, this is how you pre-record your tracks. And this is how you do traffic from this studio. And I was like, Oh, I'm not live on the air. And he was like, no, you have to do traffic the whole afternoon long. So, yeah. you know, so that job turned into me voice tracking for my afternoon shifts and doing traffic from, you know, noon to, five or whatever it was yeah that is or such a clear channel seven. thing to do yep. yeah a very clear channel thing but yeah none of it was brought up in the hiring process so i was lucky you know i felt fortunate to have a job i'd been unemployed for a little while after the vocal minority and it was you know it's a big station so i was sure. like you know whatever i'll i'll do it it's fine uh, and everybody in that office building was like i said you know wearing 20 hats so 
See, Nick, I thought you were going to say that the good thing was that uh, you got to see me every day. Of course it was, dude. I loved <laughs> I, that was, you know, that was the only thing about uh, being over there is I got to hang out with Brewski. I'm not going to mention any names, but there was a good number of douchebags floating around that building oh, yeah. that were very frat-like, you know. Bullcracker! Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, there was a couple people that I really enjoyed over there, and uh, obviously Brewski was the best of them. But, yeah, you uh, got there so early that you were you were gone by 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Sometimes, yeah. I'm, I mean, I was getting in by 5. Yeah. You know, for right. the morning show. Yeah. 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 So, but, but yeah, anyway, so I, I remember you saying that he was, he had you recording those breaks <clears> and I thought it was the oddest thing. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, you're on air. Why is he having your pre-record breaks? I was so bummed out, dude. I'm problem so with bummed. corporate radio, you know, exactly. I get it from the ownership standpoint that you can save money by having people do 30 things, but then it just becomes homogenized bullshit market to market, station to station. And now you're yeah. just Pandora or Spotify. Like you gotta 100%. stay local and unique. That's the whole point of radio. Make that connection. Lost that. Yeah, exactly. So and listen, dude, and especially in a city the size of Seattle for afternoons, you want somebody on the air live, dude. I mean, that's just yeah. the way it is. You don't want to voice track uh, a talent on during the afternoon. That was bullshit. And on that particular station, that station is iconic in Seattle. Yes. And and you want to have that live person because everybody associates that station. Sure. With radio in Seattle, you know, it was For iconic sure. until some asshat ruined it. <clears throat> so, yeah, of course, not you, obviously, but <laughs> the aforementioned Doug. Yeah, uh, can, no. I, can I do a quick callback? Yeah, please do. Uh, we were talking in the earlier break there about uh, the gross thing. So I, uh, I texted Nick's wife. I just said meat tube. That's all, and she just and? replied to me, "Ooh." <laughs> I told you, dude. She would never forget it, dude. And now neither will the two of you. Right. Well, you were right. So I thought we'd do a little live experiment there. So. Yeah. Good. 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 All right. Uh, did we start that with something? I don't even know how we got started on that. Little oh, I was just going to tell you that, yeah, I saw a bunch of people from uh, all, all our past. And uh, one of the great people that I saw was uh, Pat Ford, who I haven't seen oh, no. in ages and ages. Nice. Uh, and uh, he was like, uh, still, I still talk to Jay Ward once in a while. And <laughs> Jay Ward was on this program uh, a, as a producer for a while and a voice of the show. And I was, uh, I was like, yeah, he's changed a little bit, huh? And uh, he didn't really bite on it. I was like, you realize that he's changed quite a bit, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I still see him once in a while. I'm like, uh, yeah, do you smoke pot with him anymore? It was like, oh, no. And I don't even know if Pat Ford still smokes pot. But uh, Does he swear ever around you? Do anything that's unholy? <laughs> Pat's the, Pat is the, you know what? It felt like I walked out of work and went home for the weekend and came back. Pat is the exact same person as he was when we saw him last makes a lot of the same jokes does a lot of the same voices like he's he's just such a good dude and i'll tell you what dude there's been a lot of my career that i i haven't been able to get a hold of pat because he's not on social media at all has zero presence Mm. and uh i've been i've been looking for him because he's one of those guys that i felt the need to say like 
hey, dude, I appreciate what you did for me in my early career. Like, I don't think I would have had a lot of what I have if not for you because he was really, like, behind the scenes pulling for me and putting me in the in front of the right people and stuff like that. So I got a chance to tell him that face-to-face, which was kind of nice. So Nice. Yeah. He's not radio anymore, is he? No, dude, he's been working at Muckleshoot Casino for 18, coming up on 18 oh, years. Since and, I saw him last, basically, yeah. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, he's got a great gig over there. He's like the lead engineer of Muckleshoot Casino. So, right. yeah, he's doing well. But I will tell you this. This is such a bummer, dude. I said, uh, you know, his son's name is Nick. And I was like, uh, how's Nick doing? He was like, oh, you know, he's 27. He's over at uh, Fort Lewis and everything. And uh, he just got a medal for saving a veteran's life who was going to commit suicide. And he was able to talk him down and stuff. I was like, wow, that's a pretty amazing thing. Like, that's going to make you proud. So then I go on to be like, how's your wife? And I won't say her name just, you know, because he was like, well, uh, she's going to have to be in a home soon. Uh, and I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, she's got dementia. And I was oh, like, uh, holy mackerel, dude. I said, I'm sorry. He how was like, old is she? Like 10 years older than we are. I right. Mean, That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And to be that bad at this point where he was like, I don't know that I can, you know, leave her alone or, Oof. you know. That's heavy. I was like, I'm sorry, dude. And he was like, you didn't do it. I was like, yeah, I understand well, I didn't do it. I hate like, when people say that when you say you're sorry for something. Yeah, it's not I, know. Your fault. I, was just like, I know it's not my fucking fault. I'm saying I feel bad for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, so that was that was fairly heavy, dude. And it just, oh. I mean, that's, so that's sort of after he told me that is I was like, you know what? I should probably tell him the impact that he's had, that he had on my life now. It just kind of brought up the emotion in me that, like, hey, tomorrow's not promised, dude. Like, get shit off your chest that you want to say to people that's important and uh so yeah it was a good meeting all in all or a good wake or whatever it was but yeah i saw a lot of old 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 crew but bob ryan dude he has not changed at all either and uh (laughs) gave me a big hug and he was like tell steve i said hello you know how's steve Uh, doing and i was gonna say that's the important question i don't need medical updates who missed me from this reunion uh bob ryan yeah, and good. Marina Rockinger. Oh, good. Mark Christopher yeah. wasn't there? Mark Christopher was there. Mark hasn't changed at all either. He did say to say hello to you as well. And he was like, does Steve still live here? I was like, boy, you have not paid attention <laughs> at all to like, what's going on in my life in yeah. our conversation. Here's here's another great thing, dude. Yeah. Tell to listen to episodes one and two of this podcast. Catch up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, sales lady, who I remembered, and I won't say her name either, but this is so fucking embarrassing, dude. And I don't know why. I don't know why I do this. She says, we're talking for like five minutes. And she was like, so how are the kiddos? And I kind of freeze in my mind like, oh, boy, that's embarrassing. Why does she think you have kiddos? I have no clue. We're friends on Facebook. I I have no idea, dude. But in an attempt, I made this split decision to not embarrass her and be like, they're good. You know, everyone, yeah. everyone's good. You made up fake kids to get her off the hook. Listen, I said it just real quick, like, oh, everyone's good. You know, everyone's good. Thinking that I would be done. 
She was like, yeah. how old are they now? <laughs> no. Dude, I... You I'm an idiot, dude. So the first thing I think of in my mind is the ages of my dog and my cat. Because yeah. I was thinking, like, if there was a misunderstanding, I could be like, oh, I thought you were talking about my fur fur babies. Right, know? right. <laughs> like, yeah. So I was like, uh, one is seven and one's 11. <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking then, you know, switch the conversation, Nick. Switch the conversation. Yeah. She's like, uh, oh, wow, that's a, that's a nice little range. One helps out with the other. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah they fight a lot. Kind of like cats and dogs. They fight a lot. Uh, and I did. I, <laughs> I said, if you'll just excuse me for a second, I got to use the restroom. I'll be right back. I just had to bolt out of there. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Why didn't you just say like, oh, I don't have kids. You must be uh, thinking of somebody else. Or That's hilarious. You know. That is a testament to what a nice guy you are. You fabricated a family to let this one off the hook. <laughs> I did, dude. And then I thought, if she, in front of all these other people, brings up like... Can you believe Nick's kids are 7 and 11? <laughs> really in trouble here, dude. That's so great. I sat there and kind of had anxiety about that for a while, but we got over it. It was fine. You went online, oh. made a fake Facebook account, showed your kids. I had Rachel drop me off at this whole thing so she could go mess around in the area and then come and pick me back up. I got back into the car and she was like, what's wrong? I was like, well, we have fucking two kids. Seven <laughs> and eleven kids. <laughs> How funny. That's yeah. Funny. All right. Well, uh, speaking of kids, do you want to hear my uh, my sound and music review for my, uh, my firstborn? Yes, yeah. the Nazis. Yeah, so I have a lot of thoughts on the sound of music after seeing it. So my uh, my 16-year-old gender-neutral uh, child named Neo was, uh, you know, they're big in a theater in her latest production. Uh, this was actually a high school thing. Uh, they're, they're part of several local, you know, older theater groups and whatnot, but this was a high school thing. Champion! And uh, we'll get to the Nazis in a moment, because that, that was a whole thing that we had talked about on the show previously, that the uh, the theater company up here had to order Nazi flags and armbands and all that. Yeah. But a couple of things. So I've never <laughs> seen The Sound of Music. I, maybe I've seen little clips here and there, but I've never seen like the whole Sound of Music. It's not my sure. thing. When I was a kid, I don't know, we didn't have VHS then and wasn't in theater, so I never saw it. So a couple of things. One, and this reminded me of the show in several capacities of my notes here. First of all, there's a song in there between uh, two teenagers singing to each other. One of them is saying, I'm 16 going on 17, and the other one's singing, I'm 17 going on to 18, but we can still fall in love. I found that to be weird. If you're 17 going on 18, then la, 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 this is illegal now. Going on 18, they're not quite there yet. Well, so he better what to hook up with her before he hits eighteen? Like is, that's weird. The Disney, and this is a Disney thing. right? I also think in the time uh, that Sound of Music was done, uh, the age of consent was a lot different back then. Uh, maybe, and maybe in Austria or wherever the fuck it is they're aware. But it is Austria. That's a whole the von thing. Family. I just exactly. <laughs> I just found the whole number of like I'm sixteen going on seventeen. I'm seventeen going on eighteen. But we can still bang. Like that seemed odd to me. All right. The other thing that relates to my life, like, we've talked about how long you're supposed to wait in between relationships, let alone like myself, where I was engaged in my previous relationship. The whole culmination of this damn play is he's engaged to the one woman, immediately breaks up with her, and then starts and gets engaged to the... the to the Maria. Mate. Yes, like... 
I'm sitting here watching this going, you were engaged like 30 seconds ago, and now you're engaged to somebody else? Nobody yeah. else finds that weird? The Therapy the is timing? working for you, dude, because well, you didn't think that was weird six months ago. But I, and that's the thing. This guy waited six months. He waited six seconds. I mean, what the hell? No one pointed out like, dude, you were just with that woman. Now you're engaged already to this one? Different time. Different time. Well, well you know, and I know this is definitely a different time, but it wasn't unusual in like the old west so we're talking post-civil war for people to get married after knowing each other for like two days and then like you know i mean so i mean this is the 1930s i guess people didn't live that long but i I just found it so odd he's like i dumped that one and now 30 seconds later i'm proposing to this one over here you also have to think like dude you know the dating expert was telling you like you get into the holidays and you know people start making these decisions or locking up like there's a lot of Nazis floating around. If you find a non-Nazi, you better nail them down quickly. Right. Also, speaking of the Nazis, I found it funny. There was a scene where they offer him a position in the German military, in the Nazi military. And he debates it for a moment with this woman. Like, I don't know. Maybe I should be the captain of my own ship in the German army. Like, yeah. Like, how was this a conversation? <laughs> no, you don't want to be a Nazi. So I found that hilarious. And speaking of her, them getting engaged right away, this woman was supposed to be a nun. Like, that was her life mission, right? And then she got sent to this family away from the Abbey. Yes. Yeah. And and now she just abandons her entire calling in life to go hook up with this guy and live in the mountains with these seven kids that aren't hers? And seven kids, by the way? You ever pull out there, Captain? What the hell? (laughs) Well, you know, by the way, uh, there was a story not more than two weeks ago about a a woman who was a nun, and she met this guy in the village and she'd been a nun for a long time, and she's just decided that this is the love of my life. And she left the the her the life by the, yeah. the 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 nun life behind, and she married this dude. I thought you were supposed to be a little more devout than that, a little more loyal to God, the, other no. than just you. You were single. That's why you were going to be a nun. No, no, no. But it, some people, I guess, in in her case, you know. She had met like lots of other men in her life and in, in, in her you know travels as a nun and all that sort of thing. But there was something about this one dude. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, that, that was part of the play. The nun tells her, like, love is God's thing, too. So if you're in love, go marry this guy. It's actually, I don't think uh, it's, it works actually quite, it's actually quite common practice, dude, for people to, you know, be a nun or studying to be a priest and stuff like that. It's a phenomenon. I don't know if it's a phenomenon, but it's quite common that people what? Will say, fall in like, love hey, and leave. I met the love of my life. I mean, they're still human. They can't shut everything off, right? They I say that was the point. You're devoting yourself to God. You are You're supposed man. to shut everything else off. You are, but you well, know that creates that can create uh, a lot of bad things in the life of a priest to just try and shut everything off. Some people just can't do it. Dude. Yeah, you end up molesting little boys. I get that's it. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. Like some people can't do it in a healthy way, so they go out well, and say, you know what? I'm just gonna or, find my life. Yeah, or at like with all of us at some point in your life it's like moving on from a different job or something like that you just don't want you know that's listen that was okay i thought it was more than that it was calling from god yeah but but you know people change all the time i mean fuck how many people do we know well i mean i know (laughs) that you need a little hot meat injection so you leave the abbey but they were married for a lot of years and then they were like you know maybe i'm not I'm not straight. 
Right. Yeah, it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it oh, I get it. I'm just saying, like, if you're you're declaring your devoutness to God and being a nun, I thought that was a pretty singular path. Not, oh, I'm single. I'm going to do this. But now I met some hot guy with a bunch of kids. I'm just going to go bang him and screw God. You got to remember, Steve. God. No one is perfect other than JC. Dude, so yeah, not everyone's going to be perfect. I think Justin right. Timberlake, JT, is perfect. I don't know about JC though. JC I mean, did. I right, got himself dude. nailed to a cross. How perfect could he be? Oh, you. You're talking about JC Chazé? Yes. yes. I'm a big Backstreet fan too. So okay. All right. Here's the thing. I, as I have watched some Disney movies with my children, where I never saw them as a kid, I now see how warped and twisted they all are. Snow White being a great example, where they say, "Take Snow White into the woods, murder her, cut her heart out, bring it back to me in a box, so I know that you killed her in the woods." Like that's something Tony Soprano would tell somebody, not a fucking Disney movie. And but what's the, up with but, kissing unconscious women you find in the woods too? Why is that a theme? Are you a sex offender? <laughs> well, you you look at all those Grimm's fairy tales, uh, Hansel and Gretel in particular. You know, yes, and, eating the kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's warped. Now, when you, I think everyone when they saw it as a kid, just it went over their head. But I'm watching the stuff as an adult, going underage. You're d- giving up the nunnery. You're just engaged. You're cutting hearts out in the woods. Like Disney's fucking warped. But 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 the Grimm's fairy tales. Oh, those were written before Disney. I know. Disney could have taken it down a notch, is what I'm saying. They're doing yeah, that the, now. The They're now woke, Steve, okay? They're now woke oh. and uh, trying to <laughs> make you... good on all their past errors. Oh, I see. So I you... leave the Abbey. Go ahead. Okay. Think about, about this, dude. The uh, fact that we were playing Christmas music of Baby It's Cold Outside a few years ago, and people were like, uh, that song is about taking advantage of a woman. Please take it off your airwaves immediately. That was debatable, and we did not, but yeah, I get We it. did not do it, but I'm saying that the world asked us to, or a certain population of the world asked us to. It's the same thing with Disney. Like, yeah. that was not so frowned on back then, yeah. that kind of stuff. Brewski. Well, the, the whole Splash Mountain thing. Do you know what's going on with Splash Mountain right now? Well, I know squirting. they've they've yeah, it's squirting a lot. Uh, they, I, I know they've toned down some of the rides, like Pirates of the Caribbean. They're no yeah. they're no longer having robots rape each other or drink. Whiskey. No, so <laughs> so on uh, so, so Splash Mountain is kind of based on the Disney movie Song of the South. Yes, and of course, there's a lot of um, a lot of bad things that happen in the South. No, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of like older imagery of African Americans that is. Yeah really kind of offensive these days right so all disney was saying is we're keeping splash mountain but we're going to put it with uh, one of the new movies so they're gonna like kind of change it up a little bit which i get that's fine we're gonna rewrite history go ahead so so here's the thing though there was history but yes there was a line like a mile long of people who wanted to do one last ride on Splash Mountain before it changed. Yeah, and, and then immediately that, go and vote for Trump. I get it. And, and not even that, but they were wailing, like screaming and crying and wailing. You can't do it. You can't change Splash Mountain. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I'm all for toning things down or realizing things are not so politically correct anymore. But, And I know Snow White was animated, you know, what, in the 50s or 60s or something. I get it. But still, it's just watching it as an adult for the first time. I just see how twisted some of these Disney stories are. So, Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. Sound of music. Uh, first of all, let me just say that my kid did a great job. Uh, they played the role of the, the new mom that was going to marry Captain Van Trapp or whatever. Uh, mm. Maria. Yeah. She, she was Maria? Yes. 
Wow. That's and huge. she nailed, uh, did a great job. I mean, uh, she had the audience cracking up. I mean, she was snarky and just very subtle, clever, you know, stabbing sort of ways. It was really good. I was impressed. Oh, now you are a champion. And they sang, they danced, they did all these numbers. So that, you know, so kudos to my kiddo. Kudos to the whole staff. I mean, uh, the kids. They, it was a great production. But so we get to the Nazi part of the play. And there was a couple of things. Um, you know, there's a scene where the soldiers first show up and they have the Nazi armbands on. But then I don't know how they did this to the movie. But when the Von Trapps sing at this concert and they use it to escape. Yes. Yes. When that scene came out, dropping from the ceiling was four Nazi flags behind them, and up on the walls were uh, the they used the lights cut out with the Nazi swastika. So you got the Nazi oh. swastikas on the wall. You got two soldiers standing there with the armbands on, and you got four Nazi flags standing behind these, uh, you know, these okay. high school kids performing. Uh, first of all, it was very unsettling. Like it was, it was disturbing to be in a theater full of people and have all of this Nazi stuff. And you could feel it in the audience, you know, and that's the response they were going for, uh, as it was explained to me. So I get it. It would yeah. have been bad if it if people would have been feeling comfortable. Right? I would agree. I would agree. I wanted to take a picture just because I felt it was so disturbing. But then I'm like, I don't want to be the guy taking a picture of the Nazi flags. That might be mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I will tell you. So at the end of the play, when the kids all come out to do the curtain call and bow. Yes. All of the people that were wearing the Nazi armbands, they all came out, they ripped off the armbands, threw them to the ground, and stomped on them. Nicely done. I thought that was great. And the whole crowd, like you could feel the release, of, and people started clapping a little extra loud. I'm like, yes, we don't like Nazis here. (laughs) And by the way, they took the word Nazi out of the entire play. They only called them Germans. Okay. So that was the distinction. I guess it was okay to have Nazi flags, but they referred to them as the Germans. I don't know that I like that, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> not all Germans are Nazis. I would like some distinction from me and the Nazis. So I hear you. I have German heritage as well. So does my daughter, who was you know, doing this for my firstborn. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought all that was interesting. And actually, Neo at one point, I thought they did this on purpose. Uh, Neo told me after the play was a slip. She referred to, she said something like, you know, we don't want the Nazis, uh, the Germans here in our home. And I thought they did that on purpose to be like, we don't, it, you know, era specific. Like, let's not call them Nazis. They're Germans. Yeah. But, but she, Neo apparently slipped and started to call the Nazis and then corrected herself. But I thought it worked really well. I told her you should do it that way every line. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily like that. I don't like that. Dude. I love that this is what you're offended about, not the underage dancing humor, not uh, no, I'm not, a, nunnery, I'm not, a, I'm not, not offended by Jesus. it. I'm not offended by it. Let's okay. be clear. What are you? Unsettled? What's the word? Unsettled would be a good way to put it. Okay. Yeah. What am I not offended by? The dancing? I don't care that they danced. I think the, that's the underage part. kid saying I'm about to turn 18, so let's hook up now. Well, dude, that uh, seems when offensive. I, when I, I was just engaged to a woman three seconds ago, and now I'm engaged to another one. That seems offensive to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, were you screwing people at 16? No, no, I was not. I was. I mean, I was screwing people at 15. So, yeah, it's not offensive. Jeez, I, I wish I was. I did not. I didn't lose my virginity until just, uh, just turned 19. Really? Yeah. No Nazis were involved at all, I'm proud to say. So. Fantastic. Good 21 on for me. 21. Wow. Huh? And you've done some serious catching up then. So that's Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. I was 15, dude. I thought that was, uh, I didn't feel like that was young. Uh, it's on the young side for sure. Yeah. 
Hmm. I mean, that's not like creepy young, like 12 or 13 or something, but uh, that's impressive young, 15. So, hey, kudos to you. We're, we're not talking like a handy or anything like that, right? Like that. that no, that, that was my first lay, 15. I was. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about like, like you can't say that if someone gave you a handy that, that you like. No, that go, doesn't count. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've said before that that's sex, but not for your first time. First time's got to be full on. So, gotcha. penetration. And by the way, I was going to play this segment for my kids. So let me now cross this off my list of. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear a segment from your kids. Is there something you got on tape? No, I was going to play this, my review of the sound of music for them. But now that we've broke oh. this topic, I'm gonna, I either have to cut it off or yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> 15 is way too young. Children, 15 is way yes. too yeah, young. exactly. Jeez. You should wait until you're married to be quite honest, like your father did. Exactly. So yes. So, all right. So there's my there's my review of the sound of music. I found it twisted in multiple ways, but it was a great production. I'm not trying to take away from that. The kids did a great job. So. Oh, yeah. that's a fantastic thing, dude. I mean, obviously it's a performance. So I mean, it's just like uh, we always say with the show that we're putting on. It's made to evoke emotion, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. You know, like uh, yep. come on. Fair enough. And yes, the Nazi stuff definitely evoked that. So. And good for Neo, dude. Uh, that's that's yeah. a tough play for a person their age to put on and understand the sensitivity of it all and understand the meaning behind it all and still put the production on in a in a productive way. That's that's cool. It is. And now I understand this deer a doe reference that I've heard. So yeah, doe a deer, female doe a deer. deer. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, I get it. She's teaching the kids to sing. It was very. That's right. Yeah, it's so, beautiful. Yep. How long was the actual performance of the show? How long was Pretty it? Pretty damn long. Hour um, and a half? No, it was over two hours. There was an oh, intermission. So they about did the whole minutes. thing. I mean, yeah. they really, they didn't button it up. All right. No, Good there was an that. intermission about 90 minutes in, and then it still went another 45 minutes at least after that. So that was yeah. full on. No, I like the, uh, I like the uh, tearing the Nazi wristbands or armbands off, and, you know, that's a nice way to bring it into 2023. Exactly. I felt it was a nice way to wrap it up, to just not yes. address it in any capacity. It just felt weird. And like I said, it was so weird sitting in a theater full of people with Nazi yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. But yes, kudos to them all. So. Very nice. Champion. Indeed. All right. So we got personal stories. We've got some other, uh, I got other news things we can discuss. Where do we uh, want to take this fine broadcast? Uh, I don't know what Brewski feels like, but I'm sort I'm of... Up. I'm up for whatever you guys want to talk about. I'm sort of curious to know what the hell happened with your second date with radio fan. There you go. Yes. Okay. Well, so on last week's episode of the Vocal Minority, been Nick and Steve episode, <laughs> uh, as the world turns, we discussed that um, I had been on a. That was actually my second date. If we're counting the first date, first dates are weird because they're not really yeah. a date. But so I don't know. My last, the last episode is technically the second date, the first real date. That it went really, really well, well. That I was uh, feeling a lot of butterflies for this, you know, woman for radio fan. And so I'm a one horse kind of person. Did I just call women horses? That's not good. Uh, I, um, like you put on a horse, right? It all comes back to horses. That's weird. Um, no, then I'm a, I'm a one woman kind of guy, and then I couldn't possibly be uh, sleeping with two women at one time. So I. I had to end things with the Valley Girl. And on last week's episode, I put it onto the podcast before I actually called Valley Girl to tell her, which therefore painted me in a corner and forced me to do it that very evening. Yes, you, we talked about it, and uh, you were kind of putting it off. I mean, it, it took you a while to get muster up the courage to do it, but you did it, dude. 
Well, so here's the thing. We walked through it on the show, and I was stumbling and fumbling over my words. I kept getting stuck in this notion of, should I just tell her that I met someone else and be honest about it, or do I beat around the bush and my heart wants something else and all this? And I will say, Nick, my therapist, and the one good female friend I have were all like, don't go there at first. Like, if it has to come up, you can say you met someone else. Otherwise, don't. Uh, Brewski, though, was on the page that I was kind of feeling like, just fucking tell her the truth. You met someone else. We're all big kids here. Yeah, exactly. So I I went back and forth over this and I was calling Nick that night of like, I just, I don't know how to approach this. I hate, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Like I was not looking forward to it all, but I knew it had to be done. And honestly, I I, I texted Valley girl and was like, you know, are you free at eight o'clock? Can I give you a call? And she had said yes. So that put a clock ticking on it. And at about 7.50, I start calling and texting Nick of like, I'm not sure how to do this. Now I'm starting to feel like, you know, an asshole, but... I had this last minute realization right before I called the Valley Girl that terrible people end relationships terribly. Yes. If you're the kind of person that has to force a fight or, uh, you know, ghost someone, just, you know, block them in your phone and vanish or, I don't know, change the fucking locks and throw everyone out of the house, that's a, <laughs> that's a terrible way to end a relationship. And that makes you a terrible person. And I'm not willing to do that. I felt I needed to. Yeah, I felt I just needed to pull the pin on the grenade to make another Counter-Strike reference there. Mm. So, Brewski, I went with what you and I were feeling. I, I okay. called up the Valley Girl, and I, I just told her, as we had talked about, you know, you were part of this top three thing, and I had said that I was going to follow through and go on dates with the others, and it, it did happen. And I feel like I have a really strong connection to uh, to another woman, and I just need to be honest with you that I can't be dating two people at once. So that's where I'm at right now. And, okay. um, you know, again, trying to be open and honest. Well, More than reasonable, I think. Thank you. Nick, thoughts? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there is no, <laughs> I mean, there's no uh, guide to how to do this. You got to fill it out through the moment. I think so, you know, I, I don't think you were being an asshole. I think you were manning up and doing the right thing. So, yeah. 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 Good. And I told her, my intention's here not to hurt you. I'm just trying to be honest with you. And I knew she would ask, so I figured just put it all out there. And her immediate response was, okay, I understand. Uh, I'll talk to you later. I mean, no, I won't talk to you later. Okay, okay, got to go. Bye. Click. Hung up the phone. So I immediately called Nick, and Nick's like, that was fucking fast. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it seemed very quick. I thought she would have questions and everything else, and uh, yeah, it happened. It seemed like it took about 45 seconds, so. It was not a drawn-out phone call, which in hindsight was probably for the best. I then did start getting texts, you know, from uh, from the Valley Girl. Sure. And basically, the first round of text I felt was reasonable. She Her first text was, I'm sorry I hung up on you. I appreciate your honesty. You're a good guy. I want nothing but the best for you, so I understand. Go forth and prosper. I was like, okay. What I've been telling everyone, Valley Girl's a very nice person, so that was really nice of her. So how did you reply? Um, I replied something generic. I kind of repeated what she said back, basically, that, yes, I am just trying to be honest with you, and I think you're a great person, too, and you deserve the best, and, you know, I'm sorry this didn't work out. But you were not, uh, you were not asking questions. You weren't leaving this open for further dialogue, right? You were just trying to shut the door. Exactly. And then more texts came through, which got progressively grumpier. (laughs) Oh, no. What's that? 
any nudes? Did she send you any nudes to try and no. sway you? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, I mean, that's what no. I would do. I would just be like, you, you yeah, sure but... you want to leave this behind, baby? <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at this. You're not getting this anymore. <laughs> that would have been a preferred way to go, I guess. But uh, yeah. no, it started getting into like, well, wait a minute. Like, when did you meet this woman? And why have you not been telling me? And why? And so this round I replied to, basically saying, like, listen, you know, our, our, our first real date was last week, and I needed to get to therapy on Tuesday today and talk all this through. And uh, so this was my first chance to be able to be open and honest with you. So there's the answer to your question. This has not been going on for weeks or months. It, it's a new thing, and it escalated quickly. So I appreciate your understanding. Have a good life. And then more text started coming. Oh, <laughs> no. And those I just, I just ignored. I just I let it go. Uh, without, I mean, without, I, I, there's no part of me that wants to crush this girl because I don't even. Uh, I imagine she may listen to the podcast, but yeah. uh, what what was the tone of the text that kept coming in? Just more oh. questions or what? It started getting a little angrier of like, well, why did you wait a week? And, you know, why didn't you just tell me right away? And I thought we said you were going to tell me if you were dating. Why did you even go on these other dates? I thought things were going well with us. Why would you even do these things? Like, So she's talking it through in her head. right? Yeah. It was all so unfolding in like... real time and escalating. And, yeah, uh, sure. I, I don't felt... blame her, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, I, I probably would have done the same thing. Would have yeah. wanted to seek out some answers and just to get some closure. So. Yeah, so I uh, I did not reply to any of those. I just I let them be, and was hoping that no more texts would come in, or I would not get a knock on my front door or anything. And um, in her defense, as of now at least, uh, that was the end of it that night. So far, so good. Yeah, I haven't heard back from her. No one showed up at my job or my house or anything. Oh, that's good. So yeah, so that was that. I uh, like I said, it was a necessary evil, quote unquote. I was not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, and as I tried to tell her, like this was all organic. Uh, the top three thing, like that all kept getting delayed and delayed, and I didn't see it coming. Radio fan used to be in a distant third, I told you guys, because she would there was gaps in between communication. I didn't think she was yeah. really interested or anything. So, so yeah, I, I truly did not see it coming, and I was not trying to uh, hurt anyone's feelings or sleep with multiple women at the same time. So I, I was just being honest with it, and sorry, but that's that. That's that. So, yeah. So that wraps up that chapter, and then we moved on to uh, to uh, date number two or three, however we're uh, keeping track here with Radio Fan. Okay. The first one was a, br- a midweek brunch. I don't, I, it was just more of a meeting than a date, so yes. solid date number two. Yes. So, yes, first date was a meeting, second date was a real thing, and uh, so we had date number three this weekend, and um, it went phenomenal, like awesome. I had this whole kooky night planned out where um, I brought her up to Lake Tahoe. We did uh, went out for dinner and drinks, did some sushi. It was you know, very good. Sushi is also, let me tell you, it's a great choice because, in my humble opinion, sushi is a great date food because I've never had cleaner poo and not having to poo uh with then with sushi so great yes. excellent second date choice i appreciate you acknowledging that because i actually brought that up after we finished sushi of not the clean poo part but that when you can eat a bunch of sushi and you don't get a food coma you don't feel right. all worn down i gotta yes. take a nap at least for me sushi doesn't yeah. hit me that way so it's yeah. a good meal it's not gonna run through me it's you know not gonna make me tired or anything for sure and uh, it's not cheap so it's always a nice gesture that we're going out for a nice you know, meal of sushi and 
So the, the the reason we call her radio fan is that when we first met on one of the dating apps, she was you know intrigued by oh my gosh you're a radio DJ like I've always kind of been an amateur DJ I do all these playlists on Spotify and you know I thought maybe years ago maybe I'd be a DJ or something so there was this whole sort of fascination with my job and and radio and after that second date we started. Or maybe it was right before the second, I don't know, somewhere around there. We started sending each other songs from Spotify. Like, here's the one I love. You know, check this one out. And I told you guys, I was super impressed with her taste in music. Everything from adult rock to heavy metal. I mean, uh, she has really great taste in music. So, my great idea. Um, I have certainly, we've talked about on the show, I have brought women by the radio station before. I've played songs for them over the radio airwaves. But my plan was to let her fulfill her inner DJ. So all the songs she had been sending me, I loaded them into our system at the radio station. And I took her to the station, not only for a tour, but then we went on the radio live for an hour, Saturday night in Lake Tahoe. And we played all of her songs back. And I gave her the, you know, the music notes with all of her stuff, and I let her pick the order. I brought her on air with me, which she was a little shy about, but uh, I asked her easy questions. You know, what's the artist? What's the song title? And, and uh, we had fun. And Nick was uh, listening in. How did it? How did it come off at first on the uh, the listener side? Uh, she, as anyone would be, she was very quiet uh, and timid. I could tell she was nervous or timid. Not yes. she didn't sound nervous, but I could tell she was timid because yeah. she was quiet. And... First time going on the radio. I know it's old yeah. school to us, but yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, for that. sure. Anyone would be so, but yeah, no. I mean, uh, mission accomplished, dude. I mean, with what you wanted to do, and uh, yeah, I think it sounded like uh, she really enjoyed it. So there you go, Brewski. What are your thoughts on my uh, my date plan for the night? It sounds good. It's, I mean, and you you brought her in to the whole fold and made her an active participant. And so, yeah, good choice. Yes. So, yes. And um, uh, it worked. I'll tell you that. Um, the swooning was starting and um, uh, we didn't make it through the whole hour. Um, I got distracted. I'll, I'll spare you the details because I'm a gentleman <laughs> and it may be a human resources violation to give you the whole story. Sure. But uh, there was some dead air at one point. I played the same song twice at one point. <laughs> I was I stopped paying attention very closely at one point. So yeah, the focus was obviously not on the program. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say that from the program director, right? <laughs> and I did get a text from the from Nick, the program director of that fine radio station, basically saying, "Do I, do I need to hotline you? What is going on down there?" How about a clean bed for this champion? Yes. So we made it about halfway through the playlist, um, explored a little more of the radio station. and um, What? Production? What, um, uh, what, what do you mean? Uh, we finished the tour, and we have two very nice couches in the lobby at the radio station that used to be very clean. So they're not anymore. But um, so don't sit on them next time I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Did you at least flip that. the cushions? Yeah, that's a good idea. I, I should do that. So one chair is covered with dog hair from our morning show host that just has dog hair all over him, and and another one's covered with me. So uh, you can. No, yeah, I won't be sitting on that. I shed a lot. That's my point. So uh, and at that point, I was just like, should we uh, blow the popsicle stand and head back home? So we uh, we loaded up the rest of the songs that hadn't been played and headed back home and. Uh, we had a phenomenal night just hanging out together and uh, having all sorts of uh, adult fun and shenanigans that, uh, again, I'll, I'll spare the, the, the play-by-play or sure. the blow-by-blow. Blow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, well, it's, it, there's an obvious, uh, <laughs> there's an obvious difference in these, right? In these last two 
hookup. My tellings of the story? Yes, dude. Yeah. Well, I've I, I, I've got a, a point at the end of this that you'll understand why I'm being slightly vague. So okay, I'll get to that part of the story. Uh, all I will say is, is if this uh, if radio fan if this woman is not swooning over me, I have no tricks left in my uh, quiver of arrows. <laughs> because not only we do this awesome you know radio thing, come home and have a great night. I mean, the next morning I got up, I, I made her coffee, served it to her in bed. I made her breakfast. You know, like hey, I know how to cook. It's a trick I do. <laughs> yeah um i think maybe the more the most impressive thing in my humble opinion that i did she um in my bedroom right next to my uh my bed which i i suppose all of this is implying she spent the night which she did um she at one point picked up my guitar and she does not know how to play guitar but she started just doing like this little three note thing like bump 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 and she was playing around with my guitar and you know she looks stunning this woman is just a freaking ten thousand on the scale of one to ten and she's sitting there in bed playing my guitar. I thought that was sexy. But the little riff she played, the like bump, 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 when she was done, I was like, can I see the guitar? And I you know, took it. And I said, that little thing you did, bump, bump, bump. I turned it into a song, like on the spot, like full chord progression with the bass line and everything. And she's just sitting there like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him making a song out of what I was just doing as we lie in bed. And, and by the way, she told me she rides dirt bikes, or at least used to. And I was like, you ride dirt bikes? Like, I know you've been listening to the show. Like, you don't need to lay it on this thick. But she was Did like, you say that? no, I just told her how impressed I was with that. But then she's like, I actually prefer to ride quads. And I said, well, guess what? I got a quad, too. <laughs> so maybe she's know. talking about men in wheelchairs. Dude. <laughs> oh. I mean, I mean, maybe like a uh, hover around sort of thing yeah so senior yeah. citizens perhaps <laughs> right <laughs> so all of these box in the uh the harness world of what i'm looking for got checked for sure and yes we had an amazing night and uh, amazing morning together and uh lots of great conversation i mean the Everything from music to kids to the universe to religion. She had listened to one of the shows where uh, Nick had asked her questions that I had never asked her. She started answering all those questions of, no, I've never cheated on anyone. No, I've never uh, I've never hit anyone. Uh, yes, I really am STD-free. Yes, I, like, she starts clicking through all these questions we had thrown out on the show. So Perfect. So that was all good. Uh, then we parted ways. She uh, needed to get back to her uh, place off the hill and and she went back home well first of all before i get into this part of the story does anyone have any questions comments concerns uh no no i'm not i'm gonna be a gentleman for you dude okay <laughs> i appreciate that i will just say we had a phenomenal night i mean uh there was no uh, awkwardness uh anything else and just pff, that john mayer man your body's ah. in the land i tell you body I have an all-access pass to that Wonderland, and it was just a phenomenal day in the park. So, <laughs> very good. There. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. Yes, it was phenomenal. So now she goes home for the day, and she has a, a, a relative in her town, and uh, she apparently went over to this, uh, you know, female friend's house, and um, her aunt, I guess I can say that. And her aunt was. Um, Asking questions about, you know, dating this radio guy. And so they were talking about the night. And her aunt said, you know what would be fun and funny is if we sat down and watched Play Misty for me. Oh, good. That's a good one to watch. Brewski, give me a quick plot synopsis of Play Misty for me if anyone out there has never seen this movie. Because it came out in, like, the what, the late 70s, early 80s? I I know. I'm not very familiar with that. Oh, okay. Well, I can tell you. So, Clint. Uh, Nick, do you want to describe it? Or? No, no. If you want, you got. I mean, yeah, it's a movie about a DJ and a woman calling on the phone, 
and the request line. Yeah. The request line. Yeah. yeah. And oh, uh, she okay. wants to, uh, you know, she asked him to, uh, you know, play Misty for me, this, all that, and the other thing. And she turns out to be a stalker. She tries to kill him and everything else. Oh, okay. I don't want to spoil the end of the movie, but well, she does kill him. Yeah. Well, oh, spoiler well, alert. <laughs> Again, I, I, the movie came out 40 years ago, so you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's not my fucking fault. Actually, it came on 71, so oh, wow. it's, yeah. it's so 52 years old. That's uh, as old as me. And the woman who plays the part of Evelyn is... Um, Jessica Walter, who was the mother on um, eight is enough. No, <laughs> Arrested Development, and she's the voice of the mother on um, oh. Archer. Gotcha. So yeah, the movie is about an obsessive radio fan that ends up killing the DJ that they're obsessed with. So. Uh, she did not find this to be a fun, entertaining movie that her aunt showed her, <laughs> and she starts texting me at one point initially saying. I'm not some radio fan, you understand. Like, I'm not some obsessive radio fan that's going to come and murder you. You know, it was essentially her her first, like, hold on. Like, why do you guys call me radio fan? Do you think that this is, you know, who I am, basically? There's a chance, dude. At this point, there's a chance, right? Well, the, the, the night is young. You know, you yeah. know, who knows? Yeah, I think the night is a puppy. The night's a puppy. That's what I thought. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So I started assuring her, like, obviously, that's not why we called you radio fan. I don't think you're some obsessive fan. Like, the the whole radio thing was a fun thing. That was a good connection and, you know, having fun with it. So, so you know, don't don't get in your head. Don't overthink this thing. And she, she moved on. But then she flipped to the, I think, almost obvious other side of that coin of what if there are other radio fans out there who are going to be obsessive with you? What if people are going to be some psychotic fan and come after you? What if they come after me? I had mentioned that the Hindenburg listens to this show, my ex. She's like, is your ex going to come after me? Like, She started kind of spiraling on this whole world that we all live in of being so public. In and a serious a way? Yes. Wow. Like the I had warned her a few times like you're stepping into a weird world where I am a public figure with a public job and I talk about my life and but I think after this great night together and watching play Misty for me she started just kind of spiraling a little on like how real is this movie? Are there psycho people out there? They're going to come after you or come after me. And what did I just get myself into? And, you know, she's really, saying, is she stone dude? I mean, this is a little crazy. Well, maybe, but it's also, again, guys, this is all normal to us. This is yeah, a whole exactly. new world for this woman. And she watched a terrible freaking movie to be watching well, right after starting to date a radio guy. Let me well, tell you, know, you, it's from 1971 and it doesn't totally hold up as a scary movie. Does it? No, I don't think so. And I tried to tell her, like, you know, in my past, there were some crazy women. And she's like, well, what if it's in your present or your future and what your ex is listening and all that stuff? Well, you know, I was going to say, when we worked with with Miles from the men's room, he he first told me, because we were talking about radio stuff and that sort of thing. And he had been with his, his, his girlfriend for quite a few years. And he's like, she still doesn't quite get a lot of the aspects of radio yes you know and and unless Mm. you live it and work in it all the time you're never going to fully get it yes but at some point you need to be able to understand okay this is the crazy world where he inhabits and works and i just need to kind of trust that he's not going to allow me to be put in a bad situation Yes. And she has told me, like, I trust you as far as what you're going to share about our lives together. And uh, but 
I, I could tell I was I was freaking her out as to uh, this crazy world we're in here. Um, and obviously, that's the last thing I want to do is, uh, you know, intimidate somebody. Or It's kind of like with Charlie, you know, my, my uh, ex-wife's guy, where we opened up about Charlie and his past in prison. And we were like, you know, did you ever get raped? And all these crazy prison stories. And then we realized, like, boy, that kind of hurt his feelings a little bit. Yeah. And Charlie's got a kid. Uh, he's got a crazy ex. He's got a career going. Like, some people don't want all of their dirty laundry aired on this sort of show. They may say, personally, I don't care, but what's going to happen when my kids listen to it or my coworkers listen to it? It's a podcast. It's archived for all time. Someone could go back years from now and find it. So she told me last night, like, I kind of already have a lot to process over the fact that, you know, I really like you. And now I'm trying to wrap my head around this world of radio and what crazy psycho people might be out there listening. So... She was like, by no means am I saying like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ending this or anything like that. But uh, she's just like, my head's kind of spinning. Like this is this is a lot to take in. Hmm. That fucking movie scared the hell out of her. <laughs> so I did a lot of thinking late last night and into this morning, um, and. Um, uh, I, I told her, I said, I'm going to go on the show today and we're going to wrap up Steve's dating life. Uh, this has been a fun little saga that we have been on for me ending or, uh, you know, my engagement being ended and being a 40 something year old dude starting over and going out and dating. And that's all worth chronicling. But uh, I'm at a point now where I don't want to keep dating. I want to focus on a radio fan, uh, at least, you know, see where it goes, foreseeable future and all that stuff. And uh, I don't know that I should be given the blow by blow of uh, sure. intimate details and where she works or what her career is, per se, and all that kind of stuff. So, this is the conclusion of Steve's dating life on the vocal minority. Wow. Now, wow. that does not mean that I'm never going to mention my love life or anything we go out and do or things like that. But, you know, Nick, you don't chronicle. I've, I've never heard you told a story about banging Rachel or some, you know, in detailed, you know, shenanigans that you guys got into on a Saturday night, right? Because why? Wow. Uh, because I'm married, dude, and I've been, you know, I have a fairly, in the grand scheme of the it? stories that we're telling, uh, it wouldn't be exciting, like, we're talking about these these, these okay. things. I accept that. This is my point. Like, I've been on this adventure of dating, and right. now I'm transitioning, and I don't you think... Are? Let's back up for a second here. Are you exclusive? Well, this is the second thing I need to get into with you gentlemen here. Cause... Oh, God. Um, I, I, exclusive. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, no one's declared boyfriend, girlfriend and anything like that. However, we both have expressed that for right now, we'd like to focus on each other. So, uh, I deleted all my dating apps. I'm taking my hook out of wow. the for, for the, for the uh, foreseeable future. If things go well, it'll stay just like that. If things don't go well, then back out, I go. But just like the reason I broke up or ended things with the Valley Girl, like I don't want to be dating multiple people. And things have gotten past the threshold with Radio Fan, where, sure. yeah, where first of all, not sleeping with multiple people at once. And secondly, I'm completely smitten and intrigued. I, I, there's many, many things that I find completely exhilarating about her. And I don't want to, uh, I don't want to mess that up by keeping the hook in the water with others. There's no point on going on a first date with someone else right now. And I don't want to put her in a position where I'm making her uncomfortable by giving every detail of our intimacy and things like that. All well, right. that, that's more, that's more than reasonable. Hush falls over the crowd. <laughs> no, it's, it's more than reasonable. <laughs> Thank you, Brewski. I thought you might feel What that. did you say, Brewski? It's more than reasonable. Uh. <laughs> 
All right, Nick, talk to me. What? <laughs> not, no, I'm not. Are you mourning the loss of the no, uh, shenanigans storytelling? There's not. Hey, listen, you my think I'm going too quickly. I if there it. is, uh, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. So I, oh. and, and it's not that I don't have anything nice to say, but I am unclear at this point in my head, and I need some time to process of <laughs> what I am going to. Uh, I, I love the uni time to process my love life. It's we're great. talking about somebody I've never met in my life, and sure. I. I have respect for her out of respect for you, and that's it. I, I because I've never met her. I mean, I that's it. fair, right? Sure. But so, I, can yeah, you understand just, what Bruski and I are saying? That I'm at a stage of things where I don't feel the need to be seeing other people. I want to focus on this person and see where it goes. Sure. Yeah. I and I know that. everyone's concerned if it's going too quickly, but. Again, didn't see it coming, feeling it in the moment, and I just want to see where it goes. And there's no point in sabotaging something by going out on other dates and discussing things on the show that... Yeah. Listen, I'm going to I'm going to talk to you, dude. And I'm not saying obviously, you know, my heart. I'm not saying anything to be hurtful. I know you're I know your concern that I got crushed in my last relationship. So everyone wants me to take it steady, slow. I get it. This is the I'm reading the same story that I read last time. What do you mean? I'm intrigued. I'm infatuated. I don't want to look at anybody else. And, you know, I've known a very short time and this is the way I feel. And I understand that, dude. I've had that feeling in my life, too. And and here's the thing. This is why it's so confusing, because that is obviously the feeling of a relationship that could blossom into something amazing. It's what happened to Rachel and I. So I understand that it has if it has legs, it can go somewhere. I see how badly. You or or I not badly. I see how uh, entirely you invest in a person, and it and 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 uh, as high as you soar, you fall just as hard if something happens. Yes, you I know love what with I mean. My whole heart. Yeah, I put myself out there. A hundred percent. And I and I don't want you to stop doing that for sure because it's one of the things I love about you, and I think it makes you a great a great person to want to be around. Uh, I just, yeah, I have some trepidation with the fact because I have personally seen how hard you fall, like behind the scenes of people in life. And, uh, that's not something I hope to see for you ever again. You know, I I totally hear that. And I certainly don't want that to happen either. And I've already had the discussion with radio fan of if this is going to end someday, can you do it like a goddamn adult and just talk to me? Like, you know, so I've, I've laid that groundwork, but listen, I can think of three times in my life, Laura, Jamie, and, uh, the Hindenburg that yeah I kind of went all in you know Laura was a three-year relationship that was not either of our faults that that ended she had terrible trauma in her background that she just couldn't work through Um, Jamie was 17 years two kids marriage all that stuff Uh, the Hindenburg absolutely blew up in my face but what am I supposed to do with that never trust someone again never take the leap of faith that you've told me you and Rachel took like what am I supposed to do just arbitrarily keep dating people to somehow vet them out or something like I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know the proper answer to that, dude. I don't, I, and and I'm not trying to steer your life. I think you have to do what you feel and everything. Uh, I would just, uh, you know, I mean, I, it's, it doesn't need to be said to you. It needs to be said for the show and the people that are listening. That uh, walk softly, dude. I, I just walk softly because uh, you do love with your whole heart, and uh, you know, boy, dude, when you get beat up, you really get beat up. 
Yeah. So uh, it's better to love and lost than to have never loved at all, right? I don't know if that's true, actually. Yeah, well, I don't know. If it's that's true what they either. say, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that's what people that have been dumped recently say. So yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But, but. Uh, but no, I mean it. And it sounds like to me, from the things that you are saying, and uh, you know, you've had that conversation. If this ever ends, will you do it like an adult? Like, I mean, you're in a relationship now. Is that what you're saying? You know, she and I need to have a little further discussion. But uh, again, no one has said, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, but we have both said, I want to focus on you for now and just let this play out and see where it goes. I have no interest in in dating other people right now. Let's see where this goes and put our full, you know, effort into it. So at the very least, you're exclusive with somebody. Yes. And she's exclusive with you. Yes. So I would, on say, the path I would say that you're in a relationship, right? We're in I mean, a relationship, a type of relationship. <laughs> no, I yes. would say your boyfriend and girlfriend, just because you haven't said it yet. I mean, you've built Listen, all the I, parameters around. I want to have them. this conversation with you first. I should probably have it with her first. But um, is it heading that direction if things continue to be as they are? Yeah, sure. That's the right. obvious next step on the path. Yeah, You're on the road. Yeah. And here's the things I would point out to you that I've had to point out to other people in my life who have the exact same concern as Nick. Like, we just don't want to see you get hurt again. And we've seen you go all in before and it's blown up. But again, everyone's really referencing the Hindenburg. And she was an unstable, unwell, as I previously mentioned, obviously terrible person based on how she ended things with children involved and uh, engagement involved. Like, I don't know that I can hold her up as the example of what not to do, per se. Having said that, though, obviously I've learned a lot of lessons from that. And unlike all of these other relationships, I'm in full-time therapy. And I have divulged every nuance of this to my therapist so that all the cards are on the table and she can keep tabs on me as I'm going down this path as well. And the other thing, too, with the Hindenburg, she didn't have kids. So she was able to pack up and move in with me right away. Uh, radio fan has kids. She has a life in her town. Like there's, there's obstacles, there's speed bumps in place that will not allow this to go too quickly. There's a great question, dude. Are we waiting? Are we waiting a year before what, before kids meet anyone? A year? No. I mean, the three month rule has always been my thing. And I think I'm going to probably stick with that. I mean, three months from, uh, three months from brunch day Eh, from now wish, you know, all this right. past week or two. I mean, this is all unfolded in the last you know week and a half here. So this yeah. is essentially the starting point of the three-month clock. And my theory was always in three months, you should be able to see some tinge of somebody's craziness. Now, you know, you could argue that didn't work out last time, but um, I don't know how long I could keep this in the dark. In fact, I may tell the kids soon that I have started dating again because I don't like that I'm lying to my children about what I'm doing on a Saturday night. And sure. I've already had to do that. I get that. So I, I think that. it's fair to say I've, you know, I'm dating, and I may even say like I met someone I really like, and you know we're going to see where it goes. But we're not we're not going there yet, guys. We're not meeting. I'm not telling you her whole resume. Like just I just You're want going to test the waters a little bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, my son in particular has been asking me a lot of questions. I don't know if he's overheard something or what, but he's been asking me a lot of questions about me. <laughs> so and you know I sent the kids home a day early this past week, so Radio Fan and I could do a Saturday night because our kid free weekends aren't lining up exactly. And I had to tell Crosby I was going out with friends, which is kind of true, but not really. And, yeah. Uh, so I, I'd rather just kind of come clean on that part. But um, no, it, and I talked to Radio Fan about this, that, you know, I've got a three-month clock. So, um, yeah, so all that has to wait, too. She have the same clock? We did not discuss the timeline in her end. She did tell me that she told her kids um, 
that she did meet a nice man, that uh, nice handsome man, she said, that is very sweet to me. And we're going to go out on a date Saturday night. But just I want you kids to know, like, you're always my priority. But I just thought I'd share with you that that's what mom's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. All right, dude. So that's where we're at. All right. I can tell you're concerned. I'm not concerned, dude. I'm fine. Yeah. I do want, if Radio Fan tunes into this thing, I want Radio Fan to understand Nick's trepidation has nothing to do with her as a person or a woman or whatever. It's all about my my past and everyone wanting me not to get crushed again. Uh, Radio Fan, it's 4060. Okay. what's the break no i'm just teasing i'm just (laughs) fucking with radio fan i see well let's not tip her over the edge okay (laughs) listen so yes i feel that this is the respectful way to handle this the open and honest way just like how i ended things with the with the valley girl that we need to be adults and there's you know let's focus and let's protect each other on and off air and this is a very strange world that we all live in and just like I said, what Charlie told me, like, I have, I would tell the story, but I'm worried about my kid. I'm worried about my ex-wife. I'm worried about, you know, I get it. These are reasonable yeah. things. And by the way, we got to give uh, Radio Fan a real name at some point, but it's never going to be her actual real name. So there's I been a lot of debate. This, I don't yeah, know. She's got a lot of opinions on what her name can be. It's a fake name. I don't understand. Yeah, because I don't know if I can refer to her as anything but Radio Fan until I meet her, because right. I, I don't know what to come up with, you know. Uh, interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. mean, you can just lay something down and I'll go with it, but I don't have. I'm not going to have any input. I I don't know her. I don't. I don't. Yeah, know. But is there a name I could say that you're like, oh, Joanne? That resonates with me. Let's call her Joanne. Like I don't know. Like I've thrown two names at you at this point. You'd be Misty. Like, oh, those don't. Those how, about, how about Misty? No, my therapist is Misty, and we've already talked oh, about her on the show, okay. so we can't have two characters with the same name. And ironically, play Misty for me. I mean, that's what I'm getting at. Dude. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> No, nor do I want to name her after the psycho character in the movie that just scared the shit out of her. So that's that's a terrible idea. All right. Well, you you, you come up with something and I'll follow your lead, Stephen. I, I got to work on it because she threw a name out and then immediately was like, no, 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 don't use that name. Never mind. Like, um, and then she threw another name out. She's like, no, no, don't use that name. The, like, people, the reason why I have so many, <laughs> the, the reason I had trepidation about the name you threw out to me last night was it was be, because it's kind of a sensitive topic within my relationship of like uh that's the that's what we were gonna name our kid had we had one. So, oh, oh, yeah. okay. Felt yeah. a little weird to me, you know. Well, this is what I'm saying. We need to come up with a fake name that doesn't touch other buttons in in our worlds. But Bruce, but I could, do you have any uh, any examples of great names? Well, yeah, I I immediately thought of Jackie. Jackie, where does that come from in your brain? Jackie Kennedy? No, 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 no. Um, I was thinking, well, I was thinking of the song, you know, Jackie Blue, because it was, a, um, it's a, you know, I first heard that on the radio, the fucking radio fan, uh-huh. you know, so that, that's why I thought, you know, Jackie or, you know, so, something like that. That's because that's not a name you hear a lot of people being called these days. So then, you're not kind of running into it. It could be sensitive right. for any topic and that's that fair. sort of thing. I do know a Jackie in this town, but that's all right. We um, could uh, do the we could do a Hall and Oates reference with Sarah Smile. We, we if we make it a love oh. song name, then maybe it'll be somebody you know that we can all remember and think good thoughts about. Right, and that's going to be tough too. She even said at one point we were debating what name to call her. She was like, 
I may feel like you're essentially cheating on me, always talking about, you know, Trixie or whatever, you know, fake name you come up with. <laughs> At some point, I may want my real name. Then you got to dump my fake name woman and come on with the real name. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, everyone, we're overthinking this. Like, she just exactly. has a woman's name that we can call her. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be hard for me to have two names in my brain of her real name, <laughs> the on-air name, but I don't know. The name she came up with that Nick was talking about rhymes with her real name. So I thought maybe that would be a good connection, but then I could see tripping on it and saying the real one easily. Yes. So, so I have no idea, but let's uh, use the name Kelly, dude. No, it's my sister. It's I know. Then you'll never forget no. it, dude. Oh, and I'll never want to see her naked again. So, <laughs> no, we're not. We're not doing that. No, Kelly. Let's call no her Debbie. Marge. 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 Right. No, I mean I love uh, the Simpsons and all, but that's what I'm saying. Marge. Oh, sexy. See, I thought of Large Marge from uh, <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. 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 No, that's probably not a good association. How about Dottie? Dottie. Dottie. If I'm dating some old cigarette smoking lady at the casino, hey, it's Dottie. <laughs> Maybe, but so I don't know. We're not going to deem any name right now, but uh, okay. I'm open to any suggestions as we uh, go down this path. So, all right. Who knows? But I will say, I told her today, like, I'm dialing this all back a notch. You're going to go into the category of a real person, and we'll still talk about, you know, fun dates, concerts, or whatever it is. But sure. the, the, the game show that we have been doing with my dating life needs to uh, wrap up for at least now. All right, dude. So I'm sorry to be pulling content from the show, per se, but not. I mean, we're still going to be talking about things, just like you talked about, Rachel, going to casinos or going to concerts and all that stuff. What do you want to know? What else would you like to know? I I gave a lot of details about intimate acts I've done with with the Valley Girl. I've never heard you talk about Rachel Deep. She's not your wife, dude. You can't talk about your wife that way. This is my point. Well, you can't. You don't have a wife, dude. I don't know if you should. Well, yes, but this is my point. Like, once somebody becomes a, a real person and you're no longer dating, like, this whole dating different women and all the people I met online and the crazy conversations, these are all good radio topics to be chronicling in my life. But as we've said before, once somebody becomes a real person with real feelings involved, this really should not be treated as a game show anymore. No, not a game show, dude. But we talked about we talked about the Hindenburg that way. We talked about the breakup. Up. No, before you split up with her. Well, talk about I mean, we talked about a good, healthy sex life. Talked about banging in hurricanes what? like a rock star. Yeah, yeah but if we were still in a relationship, I probably wouldn't have told you that story. Exactly. You, you were still in a relationship when no, you told we us that story. No, no, I wasn't. That was not no. episode one or two. Uh, episode no, one or two was the only ones that I was still with her during. What episode was it, Brewski? It was only a few episodes Hold ago. On. What episode was it, Brewski? Seven. No, it was in the teens. Oh. I guarantee it. This See, was not I that mean, long. Bruski's so sure over there that he knows that it wasn't. No, <laughs> no, no. But you don't know what episode it was. I'm telling you, dude. It was Listen, episode 13 or 14. Because huh? I'm only up to episode 15. I'm pulling clips. I'm so far behind. So it was somewhere between 12 and 15. Guaranteed. We've heard, we heard about it twice, though. Keep that in mind. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. But, Listen, hey, if Radio Fan and I were to have some epic story like that, maybe I would share in a non-detailed sort of way. But yes, yeah, sure. no, I understand, dude. I understand. I'm I'm gonna get on board. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get on board. Get right. a good seat. Yes. So, so there you go. I told you guys last week. There's probably gonna be a lot of updates between this uh, episodes 21 and 22, and so uh, yeah, broke the one. Heart is, and- the update is that there'll be no further updates. 
That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we're not going to treat this as a guy's gossiping in the locker room about the latest woman I'm with. Like, yes. I want to see where this goes. This puts it in a different category. And I don't feel that uh, airing every detail is necessary for okay. the, uh, the radio audience anymore. All right. Perfect. Really sorry if I've taken a toy away from everyone here. No, I'm fine with it. You haven't taken a toy. You've just taken the concept of the show away for a brief moment in (laughs) time. (laughs) Listen, how often did Stern talk about banging Allison? Never, right? I'm not saying banging Allison. You don't have to tell me about. I don't. I. You know what, dude? To be quite frank with you, the way you described what happened this weekend, as far as your sexual life went. Yeah. As a whole, fine with me, dude. I don't need to hear the the details of of what happened, you know, sexually. Perfect. But. Then we're fine. We're on the same page. I was very detailed about Valley Girl and some other shenanigans of the past where I'm not in a relationship with Hindenburg anymore. So, yeah, I'll give you some details about her gagging on me. Sure. <laughs> don't even need that, dude. I just don't want to. I don't want a ton of restrictions on what we're going to be able to talk about and what we have to miss and do this and that. So there won't be, I think what I just did articulates my point. Like I told you guys the whole date. I, I like we were on the radio. I referenced things that you're smart enough to know what I'm referring to, but Listen, I didn't feel the need to spell it out. I want to tell Dottie right now. <laughs> Listen, I want to tell Dottie or Marge or Kelly, whoever These you are. Terrible names. Okay. Listen, let's just call her to... Susie. Let's name her after my mom. Mavis. Let's really yeah, make let's this. Do you know, that, dude. Let's go Oedipus. That's perfect. Mavis. Mavis. Yeah. That sounds Listen. like a female body part, but yes, go ahead. Listen, Dottie, I know we have not met you. (laughs) What's the deal with that? (laughs) Listen, yeah, I want to tell you, Dottie, relax, okay? Because listen, this you can if you're watching the podcast, look into my eyes. I'm being upfront with you, serious. Sure, relax. Like there, you know what? There's no one that's going to come after you. This is very nothing. No, no one's going to say this, that, and the other thing. Like, just relax. You'll be everything's going to be okay. Don't be afraid of Steven and don't be afraid of the program. All content will be done with respect and secrecy. Yes. Okay. All right. That's all we need. Yeah. And by the way, I went to bed last night thinking, like, eh, she's going to be fine. She'll get over this. And then I woke up today thinking, like, you're kind of being an asshole. Like, this is a weird <laughs> world you're pulling someone into. So You're kind of being an asshole? Yes, I am. Like, if I treated her the exact same way I've treated everyone in the past, like, I gave a lot of information and specific details. And I just, I like I said, I, don't, I, I think I can tell these stories without going into a category where if my kids heard it someday or her kids heard it someday or my mom hears it someday that, that I don't have anything to be uh, overly regretful for. But I'm still going to share. Like that's yeah. that's not what I'm saying. I'm still going to we're still chronicle all the you know. But now it's moving from dating shenanigans to let's see where this is going to go. And this could go one of two ways, you know, happily ever after, or it totally short circuits and goes off the rails now in a year, and who knows? I mean, this is life, right? So I will keep talking about it, but just in a more uh, respectful, real human being sort of way. Steve's grown up, dude. After fucking uh, twenty years, he's fucking grown up. Nick, yeah, you got to stop because you, you're going you're to make me cry. <laughs> stop, okay? Finally growing up. Oh, my God. And as, if Nick, as Nick and I so talked about off air, this is a new thing. 
You know, back when we did the vocal minority originally, yes, I just started dating my wife, and we did Chronicle that at some point. But that was radio or it was live. And we were, by the way, we were only on in Wichita, Kansas at that point. We were not on in Seattle. So no one that lived, no one that knew us was hearing any of that stuff. Yeah. And now it's all archived forever and ever, and anyone on planet Earth can pull it up. So it's, it, it is a little different to start dating and start a relationship under these contexts. We've never actually tried this before. And I'm yeah. seeing how it could derail things, and that's not my goal. Yeah. So. Thanks, Steve. This is where we all say, we're so happy for you, Harness. This is great. Yeah. I think you're doing the right thing. Thank you, Brewski. Congratulations. That was Nick harmonizing there. So thank you. It's wonderful. I get it, dude. I'm happy for you. Listen, I'm happy for you. I appreciate that. I want things to go well. Yes. I've met an amazing top shelf woman. I'm just going to do the right thing and focus on this and see where it goes. All right. Oh, That's the logical. Isn't that where this was going? Hopefully. I mean, right? With someone. I would think so. Wasn't yeah. I supposed to find someone at some point that at some point, yeah. see where it goes? For sure. At some point. Well, yeah. So, I mean, Captain Von Trapp waited six fucking seconds before <laughs> running into the next relationship. We're talking about real life now. <laughs> but yes, I mean, I, I put myself back out there. This was inevitable. I'm a catch guy. At some fun. point, it was inevitable. Yes. <laughs> and how lucky am I that it's a sooner point than a later point? Yes. Because what, six months from now, six years from now, I'd be more different, mature, better, something? What? I mean, I don't know. No, I mean, you're maturing in rapid speed right now, dude. Why wait the six months? You're maturing so quickly. I open a fine bottle of wine. It brings out the sophisticant in me. <laughs> Next week, we'll <laughs> tune into the podcast, and your uh, office will no longer have a dirt bike in it. Uh-huh. No, no. Let's not assume this is some, you know, manipulative woman that wants to change everything about me, so. She was quite impressed with my house, quite frankly. So. I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's an impressive Did, did you show her your many leather-bound books? Uh, I sure did. And you know what's funny? She walked in my studio. She's like, oh, that's right. You like visual representations of things that make you happy, which is a direct quote from this fine show. So. She's listening. She's Dottie listening. is listening. Yes. And I appreciate she's listening, dude. To the program, at least she's invested in it. Are you here, Dottie? Are you listening as a spy or are you listening as an entertainment for entertainment value? I think it's a little both. Yeah, I'm sure. But oh yeah, uh, I mean, uh, we would do it, right? I mean, I would be. I'd be doing the same thing, Dottie. Yes. No, I agree. I mean, I had told her to go find it because I need to know if you uh, are going to be disgusted by what we do. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she's told me she does find it funny and entertaining, and uh, she gets what we're trying to do. But yeah, as things progress here, she the the gears are turning, and that's what I was sort of afraid would happen, because this is a weird thing we do. So. Well, listen, at this point, with the new per, or the new respect rules that we're laying down, which I'm a fan of, by the way, I like it, Steve. I do. Perfect. I appreciate that. Uh, it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a big deal to listen now, right? Yes. I mean, I this think. went from a R to X rated show to a PG show quickly. Yes. So, so it'll be wow. easier for well, I mean, uh, except uh, all the other people to listen to. But yes, as far as this goes, yes, she did tell me like we, she started to hear the the uh, Valley Girl story of New Year's Eve and stuff, and she skipped over it. She said, "I I, I quickly realized I don't need to hear you know stories." Yeah, of well, and that's yeah. I get it. I can that's fine. So I get it too, dude. I understand that. That's yeah. that's that's just common sense, Dottie. That's just good sense. I wouldn't listen to that shit either, dude. The visual that name brings up in my head is not a good. So <laughs> I, just, I mean, see, thank I, you, buddy, Brewski, dude. Well, I okay. Now I was thinking of 
you know, Dottie from Pee Wee Herman. And she's a very attractive woman. She's you know? a hottie, dude. That's uh, true. I showed uh, I showed a picture of Dottie to my uh, wife Rachel. Yeah. She was like, "Wow, she's attractive. She looks like she looks like a nice girl. She's very attractive, uh, like really attractive." Um, and uh, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I, my, my ex-wife Jamie was at the uh, the Sound of Music yesterday, and I sat down with her. Uh, we all sat together. She had one of her friends with her. And she knew I was on a date, you know, the the night before because I asked for the favor to bring the kids home a day early. Yeah. But it didn't come up. And we were just chit-chatting about life and all that. And then at one point I was like, hey, by the way, like the date last night, it went really well. I really like this woman. And Jamie, I thought it was actually cute. It wasn't like prying or anything. She just launched into a series of questions. Like, uh, how, how old is she? How about Tell me about her kids. Tell me about her job. Tell me about this. Tell me, uh, can I see a picture of her? Oh, the it was and, cute, and, and, though. It really didn't feel invasive. Like, she was happy for me. She wants me to be There's no doubt Jamie is ha- wants to be happy oh, yeah. for her and good yeah. things happen, dude. I'm just saying, some exes could ask those questions for, you know, mischievous reasons. She's oh, yeah. legitimately interested. And tell me about this woman you've met that you're you're saying you're excited about. So. Well, yeah. and the other thing, too, is, is that if you're going to spend time with Dottie, you know, she's going to end up being around your kids. And that's and, and so that, of course, Jamie is invested that way too you absolutely know? i mean jamie had a front row show for the damage that happened to me and my kids with my ex you know relationship yeah and jamie brought up right away like i think it's a good thing that this woman is a mother because i don't think your last relationship would have ended like it did if so if that woman had been a mother and understood the concept of children and family and all that stuff and yeah absolutely and she said something about her Not career women are that way just so you know no, for sure. I mean, and that's the point here. If I can't let my past dictate my future just because somebody fucked me over, that I yeah. can't trust someone again. Yes, I got to be mindful. I got to learn from my mistakes and all that kind of stuff. But um, uh, yeah, and she, I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying her career or not, but uh, you know, it's in the medical world. And Jamie said yeah. something that Nick said literally to me that those type of people have empathy. They know yes. how to care for other people. And that's a very good sign, just that that's her chosen profession. Yeah, absolutely. She so. does anal bleaching, right? Is that what she does for a living? <laughs> I don't I mean, think it's that sort of medical kind of thing. But maybe <laughs> that takes a lot of care and concern. I'm just saying. Doing God's work right there, my friend. Doing <laughs> God's work. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Attention to detail, if that's part of it. But. That's right. So, yes. Yeah, so, there you go. So, that's my update and all that stuff. Lots happening in a week. Who knew? Yeah. Lots happening in a week, dude. You got a little pep in your step. I'm feeling peppy. I was doing a lot of dancing around the house yesterday, feeling good. And it's been a long time since I felt that way. And uh, so I'm just trying to go with it, trying to live in the moment, you know? Live in the moment, dude. Do it. Take it. Make it happen, Captain. So there you go. Hey, Dottie, right. don't fuck this one up, dude. I'll, I'll, I, I may murder you. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if you're supposed to be making those sort of overt threats. Yeah, I don't know if that, that's a very good thing. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you, Brewski, and fuck you, Steve. Like, hey, listen. <laughs> you're trying to murder someone. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a little over the top. Right? Yeah. Pardon, yeah. pardon me for, for being you know, reasonable. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> me, yeah. of all people, to be reasonable. Yeah, well, you, and you're I, aware you know, of the legal know. problems the show has caused me. So let's not start a new uh, court transcript going. Oh boy, you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Reynolds. Did you yeah. ever threaten to murder uh, Mr. Harness's new relationship? <laughs> Only if she fucks him over. That's it. Her body turns a, up missing. Though. We'll make a dateline about it. Yeah. Well, honestly, I, I that's a it's a good thing to threaten because I know you're. We coming thought Steve had a great relationship. <laughs> yep. So there you go. 
Well, goodness. All right. So, uh, yeah, good luck, dude. Carry on with it all and keep us informed of how uh, things are going in a respectful way, of course. But let us know how things are going. I will keep you both in the loop. And off air, I'll tell you all the details. It's, uh, it's guys, right? I mean, you know, you're my buddies. I have to level with you on the, on the real. So. Level up. Yes. Hey, Bruce, right, we got- you had it. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, we got about 20 minutes left if we're going to stick under three hours. So you guys tell gotcha. me where you want to take this. Brewski, you had some fine Bettys in your car or what? <laughs> this week, dude? Okay, so I got I got a ride this past weekend. and In your Uber. In my Uber, yes. And when I tell you these women were towny, this is like beyond towny. Like if, if anybody listening to this show thinks I'm towny, yeah, I'm I'm nothing compared to these women. And towny, uh, by the way, it just means like over the top Bostonian, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we've got we've got two women here. One that's about thirty four. The other one's about twenty five. And um, the twenty five year old is doing a lot of talking, and she's talking about somebody else's baby that they were at a event recently, right? Yeah, she's holding and that she's holding this person's baby, and the baby was sucking on her finger. Okay, babies do that kind of thing, right? Yes. She keeps referring to this baby, a female baby. She's like, "This bitch wouldn't stop sucking on my finger. <laughs> this bitch, this." And I'm thinking to myself, "Are we talking about a baby here? <laughs> this fucking bitch over here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This this bitch is doing this, and then they're going back and forth, uh, and then I guess they had a for a friend that. Um, had a whole like story about why she couldn't go out with a bunch of the girls, and they were calling it to question whether it was true or not. And yeah. a thirty-four-year-old says, "Yeah, how's your liabilities? <laughs> your liabilities? Wow, yeah. we're townies, dude. Wow. Oh my god, these these women were so towny. And then and then I'm going to drop them off. And then where does I'm that exist still in Boston? Is there like one neighborhood or something where they're just so thick with the accent and all that kind of stuff still? No, it's it's because it, it, it spreads. I mean, I picked up. Okay, here's here's a towny thing for you. I picked up this guy in this town called Wellesley, which is a very very nice, well-to-do town. Basically, Nick, it's it's Wells, it's a uh, Bellevue. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so I go to pick this guy up at a, at the uh, commuter rail station. He had gotten off the train. And I see the guy I'm going to pick up. Now, this is one of those things where you can't judge a book by its cover. Because I see this guy, and he is um, an Indian-looking guy. Uh, Native American? or No, as in from India. Okay. He gets in my car, and when I tell you this guy was towny, he was towny as towny as these other girls were. Really? To hear that voice coming out of his mouth, it was like, it's like the first thing we heard Mike Tyson speak. Sure. You just, that doesn't match. You it know? doesn't compute. And that I don't know if that, I mean, deep down, I suppose there's some sort of uh, racist conversation we could be having, but it shocks me when it happens, uh, mostly when I am over in uh, London and see an Asian person have that accent. Yeah. I don't hear it over here, so it's just like, whoa, that, to, me, to my mind, is not supposed to happen. Same thing with sure. what you saw, dude. It just seems odd. Yeah. 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 How does that happen? I mean, he must have been born and raised, but if he's picked up in the accident, that must mean his parents must have been, you know, Bostonians for a generation. So he was, so he was actually born in the States, um, but he's lived in here most of his life. Hmm. So, yeah, his, his parents immigrated here. 
He grew up here. Oh, he and picked up the accent that hard, huh? Wow, that's cool. But he was he's like 35 years old. Yeah, he's like 30s. Yeah. So but I was like, wow, it just blew me away. But so these these chicks were all towny. And and um they're actually from Charlestown, which is a section of Boston, kind of like how um like Ballard is a section of sure. Seattle and that sort of thing. And um and I was dropping them off at Somerville, which is right next door to Charlestown. And they're like, eh, we're from Seatown, baby. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Yes, you are. How you older? Know? How would you say 30s on these women? Is that what you say? One was about 34. The other one was about 25. Gosh, dude. That is anytime you're calling a baby <laughs> a bitch. That's pretty yeah. <laughs> like there's something this, going on with you. This bitch, this bitch. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> So then, oh. so then, so Saturday night comes. And this is the call I made to Nick after this whole thing happened. So I get pinged for this ride, and I go to pick up these, pick up these, this guy at a bar, and um, he comes walking out, and he can barely walk, and he holds a finger up like one second, one second, and at that point there, like I should handicap or he shit faced, like it's completely shit faced. Yeah, okay, so he had to let his buddy know that the car was here, so he waves the buddy out. They come walking out, and walking is a really kind term because these guys are all over the place. Yeah, and stumbling I, towards I, you. I, and I would say these guys are probably early to mid-60s. Oh, I didn't oh. realize they were that old. These are older gentlemen. Exactly. So they go in to get in my car. Now, we've got a few things compounding me understanding what these where these guys wanted to go. I was okay. I like to confirm with everybody. Okay, we're going to this particular address. That seems say, like a necessity since you're driving them somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then I said the name of the address and I thought the guy was talking to me. I couldn't understand him. These guys are both like thick Irish accents. Like super, super thick brogues. Like, okay. So like now the Irish Boston accents or just Irish? No, from Ireland, okay. and and there are a lot of you. This obviously here, you you meet a lot of uh, a lot of folks like that here, right? Yeah. But now they're drunk, they've got brogues, and and so it it, it gets worse. They have what? It's called a brogue. B R O Irish accent. G U G U E, and that's that's what you would call it. So it's an Irish accent. So All anyway, right. uh, think Lucky Charms, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give the I'm going to give these guys a ride home, and then I'm going to the address that they've given to me on the on the app, and the guy says, "No, we're not going that way." I'm like, "Well, what? This is the address. We're going to Seven Atkins Street." He's just like, "Oh, who put that address in?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "Oh boy, one of you." Like, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. So he's, he's now at least we're in the right area. He's he's only a couple of streets over. <laughs> yeah. So now he's directing me on how I how I get him to his house. So we get him to to the condo complex where he lives. He gets out and he's like, "Hey, can you take him home too?" Now uh, let's I let's hey, come on. Let's work a little bit here. I want I want to hear a deeper accent. I know you got it in you. Uh, <laughs> come on, come on. He says, "Hey, can you give him a ride home too?" <laughs> and, and I'm just That's like, better. and I'm just like, uh, well, I just, I just accepted another bride, and uh, and he's just like, it's just up the street on Chestnut Hill Ave, and I'm just like, <laughs> yes, That's I'm what like, I want. Oh, okay, all right. So my, and, and I just, I, and so I'm like, all right, well, what's the address we're going to? And then I thought the guy said 150. 
So I'm like, all right, we get on the road. We pull up to one. <laughs> Missing some information, right? You need more than numbers. Oh, no. He said, we had Chestnut Hill Avenue. So I was like, okay. He said, Chestnut Hill Avenue and then 150 separate times. So I kind of like, all right, this is where he's going. Okay. So we pull up to the building. He gets out of the car. I'm like, okay, you're here. It takes forever to get out of my car. He's unsteady. He's holding onto my my door to hold him up, hold himself up. He's just like rocking. And then he's just like, why you bring me here? <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is your address. He's just like, no, it's not. And I'm just like, well, where do you live? I would have peeled away if I was you. <laughs> you well, well, out, buddy. <laughs> it was cold outside, dude. He couldn't leave him out. It was very cold. So he it was, was being yeah, a nice chap. And he had he had no he had no jacket and it's like in the twenties it's it's cold you know yeah and so he's just like fifty five <laughs> I'm like fifty five he's like yeah <laughs> and I'm yeah. like yeah yeah I'm like okay so what's the name of the street he's like I told you <laughs> and I'm just like no I need the rest of the address. <laughs> He lives on 55 Street. <laughs> and and now, now this point, it seems like now this point, it seems like an Abbott and Costello bit, you know? Sure. Who's on first? On first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, do you live on chat? I'm like, do you have an, a, a license so I can look at your ID? Oh, no. No. I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, my God. You're I'm like, like okay. do you have one or you I'm don't like, need to see it? Or? No, no. He said, I'm not letting you see it. <laughs> now I should have just left him. Yeah. Right. So now I'm like, okay, do you live on Chestnut Hill Avenue? Yeah. <laughs> do you live at 55? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now I got to load him back in the car, which was no easy task. Well, hold on. Did you really think that the, the first street you picked, did you really believe that he answered yes to that one, that that was real? Oh, no. I know Chestnut Hill Avenue. I mean, we, 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 weren't, we weren't that far from it. It's, yeah, but there's a thousand streets. You could have said, is it 55 Elm Street? I mean, would he have said yes to anything you said? Uh, that, at that point, I'm just trying to like get the situation done. I'm kind of figuring. Find any yeah. house that's 55 something and drop them there. So then so then I load him in the car. And yes, I had to kind of like guide him into the car at this point. Right? <laughs> so now we, we pull up to the house. And there's a house in the front. And then there's a house in the back. And I said... And I should have just like, um, all right, we're here. Get out of the car. He <laughs> says, he says, he, I'm like, do you live in the front or the back? He's like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we're here. Perfect. Go. <laughs> exactly. He gets out of the car. And as he's walking by my window, he's kind of stumbling. And he stops <laughs> my window and he, he, he does, he does this. Thumbs up. <laughs> he's in a thumbs up with this like stupid smile on his face. And he's like stumbling around. I hit it in reverse and got out of there like you wouldn't believe. I can, yeah, I would imagine. Hallelujah. I would have Sammy Hagar his ass and I can't drive 55. Get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> so now, so now here's, here's the last addendum to it. So <laughs> last night I pick up a guy at a bar, another Irish guy. Right? Mm. I'm giving him a ride home. He doesn't live too far from the condo complex I dropped the first guy off at. <laughs> okay. So Jeez. I was like, hey, you, do you live in the condo complex? He's like, no, 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 I don't. He says, I'm around the corner from it. <laughs> and I was just like, and and I was, and I told him about my ride the night before. And he's like, ah, oh, those fucking Irish guys, they're just always trouble, aren't they? <laughs> and I was just like, well, I didn't tell you they were Irish. He's just like, 
listen, if they live in this neighborhood and I know what these guys around here are like, I know exactly what you went through. I would have thrown them out of my car <laughs> and just left them on the side of the road and be on, be on my way. That's great. I thought you were going to say because they were so drunk, he just assumed they were Irish. So. No, no, no. That, that's that, racist. That's, <laughs> and, and he was he's just like, you're a better man than me. I'll tell you that right now. That's funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Never a dull moment in the old Uber. That's for sure. I'm just glad they didn't puke up their uh, shamrock shake all over your car. No, I'll tell you what. We are just going down the tubes with races. I'll tell you what. These guys. Irish isn't a race. These guys were were professionals. They don't don't puke. And you could smell them. And they weren't just drinking beer. These guys were heavy whiskey drinkers. I know whiskey, especially Irish whiskey. I knew what I was smelling. Potato whiskey, I would imagine. Yes. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm just showing every other stereotype. That's, that's, that's the Russian. Steve decided to be respectful in one aspect of his life. <laughs> that's okay. Hey, I'm but, Scottish. Yeah. I've got Scottish heritage, Jimmy. <laughs> Fuck the Irish, okay? So, uh, so anyway, yeah. So oh, that's that, fun. That, Did they give you a good review? That I don't know, and I, I probably they. I, I don't think so, but I'll tell you what, the first guy would remember it. So yeah, how could the, the first guy actually peeled off a 20 and gave me a 20 for driving his buddy home. Nice. So, there you go. Well, hopefully yeah. you got a little luck of the Irish going. That's some good Irish. I don't know, but it was, it was pretty funny. It was funny. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Brewski. Well, as long as you're staying safe, Brewski, it sounds like you're having some great adventures out on the roadways. Yes, I am. Uh, I got a couple of comments, Nick, unless you got something you want to end the show with here. Just with your comments. Let's do a couple of comments, and then Bruce get us. This will segue real quick into that article sure. I told you to pull up here. Oh, okay. So uh, let's see. Uh, a couple of comments I found funny. First of all, on our TikTok page, I posted another gun video thing, and I, I can't even – we would spend an hour reading all the comments. I didn't even feel the need to get involved because they were all arguing by themselves. Sure. Of course. And it was all the same gun tropes. Criminals don't follow laws, and we need smart law. And everyone was just – it was good humorous guy to with me. a gun, bad, bad guy with a gun. Right. Hunting laws. I'm a hunter. I should be able to have an assault weapon if I want it. I'm a hunter. Like, yeah, you're all Second guys. Amendment. But, yeah, go check that little fun back and forth out if you want to see that. Go talk here. to Fred Bear. And we'll see what, yeah. what, what he thinks about that. Exactly. So, uh, let's see. Uh, we did a thing about tipping your pizza guy well. And, again, like, people are finding our old videos. So, I just, you know, one guy commented, I work in my aunt's pizza place, and you guys are speaking the facts. With the Thank uh, you. Hallelujah yeah. hand signal up. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, that's a fact. A little uh, love from another pizza guy. Uh, and then this comment I thought was great. Um, it, it was some video we were talking about. Uh, the video was about whether we should be wearing condoms or not. But this show was the one where Nick was wearing the Floyd, Floyd the Barber t-shirt. Okay. And if you paid close attention, and Bruce K, I think you picked up on this when Nick was wearing it, Floyd the Barber from the Andy Griffith show is colored pink. Yes. So it's Pink Floyd, right? That's yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. That's the joke. So somebody commented on one of our videos, it was basically like, I don't even care what you guys are talking about. I just want to know where the dude got that Floyd t-shirt. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> and I replied to him. I said, he got it on the dark side of the moon, because if you look closely, you'll see it's the Pink Floyd shirt. And then the guy replied back like, no, that's Floyd the Barber. I don't think that's Pink Floyd. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Like he just could not connect the dots that it was a joke on no, no, no. a t-shirt that it was Pink Floyd. So Yeah. yeah. Couldn't get it. Yeah. But, yeah, but so, I appreciate uh, the like of the shirt. 
though. Yes, I thought it was good that Nick got a little shout out for his uh, fashion savviness. So yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Bruce, what's uh, what's your Pink Floyd news article? Just uh, connect the dots here. <clears throat> Conservatives are melting down over, quote, woke rainbow and Pink Floyd's 50th anniversary profile pic. And it's just too perfect. Yes. So it turns out that Pink Floyd has this um, 50th anniversary of the dark side of the moon. And this logo has the, the, you know, the triangle and it's 50. And then it has rainbows. It has the rainbow colors in the middle of the um, the zero of the 50. And this is, of course, from the album cover, the iconic album cover, where they have the light going through the prism, and yes! as science does, it splits it into a rainbow on the other side. This is from 1970-something, right? Pink Floyd's yeah. Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, exactly, right? And now, it, so what are conservatives trying to say they're upset about? So here's, so here's, here's a comment at the bottom of the story. One guy says, yeah, because I, yeah, I always hear Pink Floyd saying, quote, I wish Pink Floyd was more gay, end quote. Now, this guy, Brian J. Brady oh on Facebook, who looks like an older gentleman wearing um, a bow tie, he obviously has not listened to Pink Floyd and knows nothing at all about. Um, right. It's a famous uh, symbol. It's on every Pink Floyd T-shirt there is. Okay, so now here's, here's another one from Paul Nazarkade. That's spelled N-A-Z-A-R-K-A-R-D-E-H. And tell him he's a fucknut on P- Facebook. Yeah. He says, can't believe Pink Floyd have gone woke. From now on, the only classic British artists I'm listening to are Queen, David Bowie, Elton John, George Michael, Judas Priest, Morrissey, and Richie Blackmore and Blackmore's Rainbow. Okay, this guy's being funny. I get it. Right. I was going to say, these are all gay artists. He's not. Yeah, exactly. Out, so. okay. <laughs> That's that funny. is great. So a bunch of conservatives actually thought that Pink Floyd was woke because they were using a, a rainbow that they've been using for 50 years. Yeah. That is hilarious. I mean, talk although, about short-sighted, knee-jerk reactions. Although, here's Daniel Sugino, S-U-G-I-N-O, who says, Good job, Pink. You just lost another fan. I've been listening to this album for 50, the past 50 years since I picked it up on a local record store for 50 cents. I just happen to never look at the album cover. Yeah, uh, he's got to be joking. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, some of these people are that unreasonable. The comments continue on and on that are uh, that have it out for Judy Garland. Uh, you know, they're just they, they don't want anything to do with the rain. Nothing with rainbows, people. It's all woke. No Wizard of Oz. Like, uh. <laughs> oh my god, there are so many, there are so many le- comments on this thing. They all honestly think that that Pink Floyd's trying to rope in, um, the the, the uh, gay audience. That's right. Oh it's my so, god. I, I love when conservatives uh, accuse liberals of being snowflakes and knee-jerk reactions to things, and then you freak out because you think Pink Floyd is now woke. And by the way, it'd be fine if they were doing it for that reason, but that's obviously not what they were doing it for. And I doubt that they're not woke, dude. I mean, come on. Where are we in 2023? Let's, let's just keep in mind that people are calling that the gay pride flag is uh, something you know, grooming for children. Uh, I saw this huge story this past weekend on uh, it's grooming children. This any classroom that has a gay pride flag in it or a rainbow flag is uh, you should be questioning that teacher because they're groomers. They're trying to. This is a flag that is a uniting of all colors and of all people. Like Preaching it's a, a flag of peace. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Yes. Yeah. 
as if uh, being gay is that easy. You could just be shown a rainbow, and all of a sudden you're like, I want cock. I like, <laughs> gotta have it. <laughs> Brainwashing people into gayness. So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's great. Well, you conservative snowflakes. Pink Floyd's been doing that a long time. but uh, Yeah. Exactly. And so is Judy Garland. In case anybody doesn't know, God calls it an abomination. It's an abomination. It's an abomination. This goes back to the Irish, right? What, what, what are they looking for at the end of that rainbow? Is it gay sex or a pot of gold? I don't know. So, who knows? Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, is that a gay sex to euphemism now? I found a pot of gold with this dude over here. <laughs> no. Although I do well, hear Well, now that. it is. I've just established it. So. Oh, that's disrespectful. Let's get back to being respectful, dude, please. Well, when you there... urinate on somebody's brown star, it's now called a pot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, right. they... they, they Update the Urban Dictionary, please, somebody. Okay. We'll get on that right away. Please. All right. All right. Well, we're at our three-hour mark, so we should probably start to wrap things up here, gentlemen. You done did it again. Yeah, you done did it again. Another fine episode. I didn't get to half the things that I had pulled, so they'll have to wait for another week, but I like it when we do that. We're, we'll come with stuff we never even get to because uh, things flow around here. That's right. Well, uh, congratulations on your uh, new ventures, Stephen and Dottie. Uh, Brewski, you're staying safe in the Uber, dude, and I love it. Indeed. All right, everybody. Uh, find us online, thevocalminority.net. Hit up the uh, social media pages and uh, any of those dots we've mentioned on the map. Feel free to reach out. We'd love to know more about you. Indeed we would. I am working, gentlemen, and uh, if you have any thoughts on this off the air or on the air on getting us a uh, a phone number that the listeners will at least for now be able to get a, you know, call in, leave a comment, uh, you know, leave a question, you know, yeah. uh, a voicemail. It's 2023. I'm getting uh, real technical here, but you'll be able to call a voicemail and leave us a, a message. So. We can set up an answering machine somewhere, right? And just, yes, <laughs> I would think so. Perfect. All right. Yep. Find us online and uh, appreciate listening. Uh, gentlemen, who knows what will change by next week's episode. So congrats on 22 under our belt. Indeed. And we will uh, do a bodies next weekend. So stick around. The list is long but distinguished. Until next time. Peace, peace. This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.